It's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsonebay.com. I get the keys where she's coming in and coming. Tony. What is his name? Tony. He's about to be <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, no, you wanted to play a little game instead. Aquaman's a hero! Wanna see what Spider Man number one looks like? I guarantee you, Blake Lowe's not gonna show Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! You listen to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night. As the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, well, you know what? You should stick with us. Because we're going to help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building to my left. He is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know that guy, but you love that guy. He is our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Across from me, he is the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh and vulnerable brawler and resident strongman. He is Moses Magnum. Insert menacing greeting here. As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor. Sometimes they call me Mister. Sometimes I insert a not so menacing greeting. Most times, actually. And uh, welcome to Fantastic Forum. Shout out to uh, Ozcore. He's not here. But we hope he shows up, or we hope he's doing well in the frozen North Dakota. So, uh, you know, yeah, that. Um, we got a great show for you today. Joe's nodding. Joe, Joe agrees. I'm glad. You, you'll be surprised how often he doesn't agree. <laughs> I'd be like, we have a great show for you today. Joe will give you either a blank look, or he'll shake, he'll shake his head be like, not so great. He'll give me he'll give me that look like mediocre show at best. <laughs> it's like damn Joe, how about you have a little faith in the show? We got a great one today. Oh, you little faith. <laughs> Cause we're going to be uh, <laughs> look. I love it. Wait, I was like, I, I said it, and I was like, did I say cause? <laughs> like it's like not to say that I don't ever say cause, but usually it's like either intentional. Or I'm referring to, like, a crip, <laughs> you know, which happens every so often. I don't do it a lot because, you know, 
I'm not affiliated, but sometimes a cuz is called for. Actually, I do call my actual cousins cuz sometimes. Right. But, do they shoot you? But that no, no. First of all, they're all women. Not that that makes them any less likely to be carrying yeah. firearms. That makes them more likely. Right. But they know that, you know, the way, like, even with the way I say it, you can tell that like, it's like C-O-U-S. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, it's not C-U-Z. That's different. With you saying it, it's like Frazier Crane saying it. Thanks. I take that as a compliment. Or <laughs> David Hyde Pierce. Even better. <laughs> even better. He's a great actor. Yeah. He is. He is. But yeah. So, uh, but it was just the fact that I was like, okay, I was, I was saying because, but it came out because. And that happens sometimes, I guess. But, um, yeah. We have a great show. The reason being, we're going to be talking to you guys about uh, the CW's Eyes Zombie. We're going to be talking a little bit about Hawkeye number one. We're going to be talking about the latest and greatest in comic book news. And we're going to be talking about whatever else it is that you guys want to talk about. So that... We're not going to talk about Silver Surfer. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. Well, just because, you know, just because a, a, a purple bandana wearing turtle didn't die in it we don't talk about it but that's all right well god gonna bless you <laughs> actually in the comics they don't do the colored bandanas in this comic they do and in the in these do ones they? They, yeah man that's it's, terrible see that's what i'm saying anybody who would care about that don't read the book <laughs> yeah i am way behind i mean it's not terrible like back when i was reading it like they all had the same colored bandana they so knew who they were by their attitudes and and their weapons. Right. I mean, it's like you see one of them walking out of a bar at like three a.m. It's, it's Raphael. Raphael. Right. Anyway, I mean, it's not like the the comic originally was in color anyway. Right. So, <laughs> like, doesn't help much. Either then way. you knew by their, you know, their attitudes and what weapons. So it's like yeah. what they were doing and their weapons. Yeah. And we're also gonna be talking about whatever else you guys want to talk about. But first, we should make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you guys, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love so much, which are comic books. And we also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. Jeffrey's is LA's in the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met at Jeffrey's Comics. All you got to do is give them a call at 310-538-3198. If you uh, want comic books sent directly to your door, you can go ahead and let them know what comic books you'd like. Make sure it's a $10 minimum purchase. And for the low, low flat fee of $5, they will ship comic books anywhere in the continental U.S. So all you got to do is give them a call at 310-538-3198. If you're more of a graphic novel person, more of a trade paperback kind of individual, guess what? You can get those at Jeffries as well. In fact, if you buy three, you mentioned Fantastic Forum, you know what they're going to do? They're going to give you a fourth one for free. So uh, give them a call at 310-538-3198. You can do it now. They're open still. Imagine that. And I did mention that we have a few different ways to get down with Fantastic Forum. First and foremost is our Skype line, which is the free internet soft phone. Oh, it takes a few minutes to download. If you don't have it already, you can get uh, put Fantastic Forum into your contacts, hit the green button, and uh, you'd actually be the fifth member of Fantastic Forum because we have someone on the line already uh, that we'll be talking to in a moment. And, uh, of course, we have the chat room. All Are you forgetting chat- the background? <sighs> Joe. Joe with the freaking TV. It's not even the same TV. 
He's still an important member of our team. It's like a different team. It's a she. <laughs> uh, fine. Six, sixth member because the TV, I guess. I don't know. And uh, we got the chat room. Chat.allgames.com or uh, allgames.com slash chat where you will take your comments directly out of chat and bring them into the show, such as Rageinator, who says two nerds enter, one nerd leaves. I agree. I also see Tiger Claw in chat. Who says some of the great shows often have nerd debates that get super heated until one nerd is left standing? Uh, we don't do that. What are here. they talking about? Well, let's find out. Caller, tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and what you want to talk about. Hey, it's Tiger Claw, and my power is to correct things that are often mistaken. There it is. That's, that's Tiger Claw's power. He corrects things that are often mistaken. <laughs> often. <laughs> you know you don't pronounce the T in often. No, no, no. Often. The song says often. Yeah, but it, that's wrong. That's how you say it. Now. No. <laughs> it worked. That's wrong. It's just like how, how literally doesn't mean it actually happened anymore. It, it Are you does. being literal? Literally, it doesn't mean that. Oh, my God. <laughs> literally. Fuck. You guys are trying to destroy English. I'm just And saying. I don't like it. What do you mean, you guys? Yesterday, I had a headache, and I swear to God, my head literally exploded. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's how bad it was. Tire Claude, are you calling to correct something that, that's mistaken uh, yes. today? Oh, Yes, I heard you guys talk about TMNT, which... It, you, which rarely, rarely happens on the show, and what? of course, <laughs> the whole thing came up with Donatello. So yeah. I thought I um, make a few corrections because it seems that a lot of websites, a lot of the big ones, kind of, I think, they blew it out of proportion because Donatello ain't dead. What? Is he not dead? I heard he was no. dead. Uh, In the comic a, book, they said that they were he was dead, didn't they? Well, they said that he's dead, but not the people who did the comic because I saw a preview of the next issue and he seems alive. How do you know it's not a flashback? Well, because the next issue that's coming out will be for free comic book day. Yeah, but and how do you know it's not Craig in one of those like suits pretending Craig. to be Donatello? Craig. Uh, Craig. Uh, uh, <laughs> Who's Craig? The guy from South Park. <laughs> He's uh, kind of a dick too, to though. <laughs> Actually, question. no. I said Craig, and that is uh, oh, oh, Craig from, from Metroid? Metroid. Yeah, you said Craig. I think, he, I think he's saying. No. I think he's trying to say Krang. We already got that. <laughs> Thanks, Tiger Claw. It's a good thing you're here to correct you things. He said Craig. I don't know why, but <laughs> Tiger I was Claw thinking of Metroid. Tiger Claw heard Craig. He's on your side. You better be nice to him. I'm always nice to Tiger Claw. Moses and I pretty much heard... Except when I yell at him. We're sure that you said Craig. I heard Krang. Nah. Nah. <laughs> so, but how do you know it's not a flashback issue? No, because this is actually the very next issue. No, but you, you Tiger Claw, see, you, under have, you understand that in comic books, much like TV, you can explore things that have happened in the past in the issue that comes next. Well, like, especially free comic book day issue. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're always, like, not always out of continuity, like, but they're not necessarily the next thing that happens. Like, I, I just have one question. Is this comic based on the movie? 
Uh, oh. Nope, this is an okay. entirely different universe. <laughs> Just making sure, because they have colored headbands, and that's movie-ish. The, the, the IDW comic <laughs> actually borrows from every incarnation of Turtles. <laughs> that Wait, is a lie. Tiger Claw, you, you don't read the IDW Claw, comic book. That is a lie. It can't. It borrows, you know, well, I mean, the fact that Bebop, is, Bebop and Rocksteady are in this comic shows that. And they were created for the show back then. They were never in the original comics. Well, yeah, but I like both those guys. Those Except are guys. Rocksteady. Those... I like Bebop. Wait, what's wrong with you? First of all, you can't like both those two guys. You can't be like I like both those guys except for one of them. There's only two. That means you like one of those guys. You literally like one. <laughs> okay. Uh oh, I think I used that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You people. (laughs) Thanks, Mo. (laughs) So, you know. But, yeah, I. Bebop and Roxanne are who killed Donatello, by the way. Uh, Oh, nice. Or who Tiger Claw says didn't kill Donatello. It was actually uh, Roxanne. Donnie took a hammer on his shell. Right. Courtesy of Roxanne. I mean, but they both jumped the dude. I mean, I guess Rocksteady does the killing blow. Well, but... the thing is, Rocksteady and Bebop in this comic version are a force of nature. They can't be stopped directly. <laughs> Tyclon, you don't read the comic, Tyclon. He's, he's PR for IDW. <laughs> you don't read the comic. How do you know, Nobody Ty-Claw? reads the comic. You can't hold that against him. I, I'm holding it against him. I have read one or two issues of that comic. <laughs> wow, you read more than everybody memes. else? <laughs> It's a good book. I read, hey, I read the first few. Look, it could be the greatest book ever written, but if a tree falls I mean, into the woods, have you and don't make you it, no one's around, the, does it make a sound? TMNT yes. crossover? Physics says it does. Physics. Yeah. Might as well just call it magic. <laughs> uh, TMNT Ghostbusters crossover? Yeah. No. That came out recently. Yeah. You know, I don't. I'm not into those crossovers. Like, you know, IDW just does this weird. Like every franchise. six months or so, they'll like have everything crossover. Yeah, and I always people like it. I always want to read them, but then something in me says that's too dumb. Like I can't. I'm not sure if it's, if too dumb's the right word. It's just one of those things. Like so, Ghostbusters and Star Trek teaming up together. That that's not too dumb. I mean, for you. It's not. It's not as really? dumb as. It's not that it's the dumb. Look, all the shit the that Star you Trek. don't like, the Ghostbusters Star Trek thing is like, yeah, give it a chance. I'm not saying give it a like, chance. I'm saying I don't know if I'll call it dumb. It's not my cup of tea. I'm not gonna mess with it. You're like Bat Rock the Leaper one shot. Like that's stupid. <laughs> but Ghostbusters and fucking Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be mad at you for that. I mean, why not, man? Anything's possible. My, but these days, like you know, my, my whole, my whole uh, stance on those kinds of things has has changed some. Like I've become a lot more tolerant. It's a menopause. Of that's what it is. <laughs> of random comics He's softening up. It's a testosterone flush. I, it turns out that a lot of stuff ends up like some stuff ends up being good. But I still don't like. Don't get me wrong. I I haven't changed my personal green light policies. <laughs> like if you ask me, it's not going to happen. But if you ask somebody else and it happens, it might be good. Remind me great. to ask Nia where she and, left and, his and, balls. And the other thing is, you know, IDW is making those Ghostbusters come. It's like, we need them on Mondays. And 
rest assured that if you want the original Ghostbusters, you're going to have to read the IDW comics because from there on out, all we're going to have is a female Ghostbusters team and a new male Ghostbusters team. Is it a new male or is it That's like the male. next generation? Well, they, yeah, yeah, they they recently announced that they're like, going to do another Ghostbusters film that's all male. Right. But it's still going to be some of the original team. people in it. I don't, no, it's, it's going to be know. like uh, new go- new characters. Right, but they're still going to have the old ones in it too. I mean, they're not going to have any of the old ones in the female, girl, female one? I don't think so. Why not? Because they're not do- Dan Aykroyd is not involved in that. What? He was one of the biggest proponents. A studio called Ghost Corp. And it's a studio that's pretty much for Ghostbusters. Whether it's movies, TVs, whatever. Right, but he's not involved in that movie in a direct capacity. He's involved in the male one? Yeah. So why? It's his script. Oh. So he's going to have as much of the original cast as he can. It's much more kind of transitioning as much as into the original a new generation. Cast, probably, uh, sans Bill Murray, right? But you don't. I mean, he was great in it, but you don't need him. As long as there's no one in a wheelchair, you, you don't need any Ghostbusters, right? You know, any but of it'd the be nice. Well, the only Ghostbusters left alive. Is... No, he, he's okay with Transformers Ghostbusters, <laughs> but he, he's not okay. Why? Why was <laughs> with I, original cast? Who said I was? Who said I was okay with Transformers Ghostbusters? I don't want. I don't like anything. Like, Ghostbuster could be interesting. No, no. Jeremy Tiger Claw. What? Uh, Ghost Transformers. No. What? See, see what happens. Well, I mean, Starscream does have the power. No, to... no, none of this. None of this. Starscream to was live a ghost. on as a spark. Right. And Waspinator actually did that too. Damn it! No. Really? Yeah. No, no. The Wasp, Starscream spark. Inhabits Waspinator. Right. Beast Wars. And then Waspinator, when he dies, that happens too, and he goes into the into Cybertron and inhabits uh one of the the Emoticons. The Emoticons? Yeah. They smile a lot. <laughs> and look like cats doing the home alone face. <laughs> I think I think you're probably right. I I am right. I think you're right. I Beast know Beast Wars, Wars is Beast your thing. Is my shit. Yeah, I know, that's your thing. I don't like that shitty fucking blocky ass generation one. Hey man. Hey man. Fucking melty ass transformations. It's like I could watch Beast Wars and get a tutorial on transforming my fucking dragon transmetal Megatron. Have you guys seen the new Transformers <laughs> series that came out? No. The new Transformers series is that already? Larry thinks it's okay. No. But that one has Bumblebee as the leader though. I don't know what to think <laughs> about that. Bumblebee is an amazing leader. <laughs> I might At least just... he talks. All right. One and last thing about this the This is ninja... the threshold. At least he talks. Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Ninja Turtle. Well, I mean, well, I watched thing... him in the comic. Like, he was struggling, but, I mean, Prime left. He took, like, some of the best and brightest on the ship to nowhere. It was like, Bumblebee coped the best he could. And he kept shit together for a while. Nah. Ninja... I think Starscream's doing much better, though. <laughs> ninja Turtles. <laughs> If anybody was reading it, they wouldn't do this gimmicky shit with killing off Donatello. Only he's not really dead. He's just in That's a what you say, Tiger Claw. And honestly, like, no offense, you're not the highest authority on comics in the all-games <laughs> community. That, that honor goes to... I am to... the highest authority on Ninja Turtles. I don't think that's true either. <laughs> I mean, not until no, it comes out. 
not until it comes out. Not until what TMNT oh, two. You'll you'll see when the next issue comes out. You'll see Donald Look, tell us just. And you know what? And you'll get a formal apology from me, not for offending you, not for disrespecting you, but for being, you know, inaccurate in my reporting of your expertise on Ninja Turtles. And, and, and that's and, and that will soon happen. Just okay, watch. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, like don't. I, I mean, I, I'm just saying. Tire claws, just yeah. saying. Hey. But it it's interesting though because. The issue came out already, 44, because I think it came out last week, I think. The next issue, like, free comic day is not till May, right? Right. So where where's April's issue? I don't know. They're probably not, <laughs> they're probably not making one. There, so is a, it away wait, for free. there is a comic book that they're coming out for April and Casey Jones. Huh. Specifically. I wonder if they're, if they're skipping April to have free comic book day be the May or be that issue they might because they got to pay for that printing and you know, it's funny is, that the April issue would be the, Casey uh, Jones instead of <laughs> April they're also releasing the the second part to that Mutanimals comic oh great I don't know what that is Mutanimals is a, a spin-off of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where it's just all the uh, mutant animals as part of a team fighting some uh, that sounds like Joe's book organization that sounds like Joe's cup of tea. Make it, it happen, is Jay. My tea. And, and the team consists of uh, Mondo Gecko slash uh, Old Hob. Uh, I don't know who that is. Who, Mondo Gecko or Old Hob? Old Hob. Old Hob is the leader. And Mondo Gecko, you know, he's he's from... Yeah, I know. You know, you know Mondo Gecko. Yeah, and, we know him. Uh, yeah, I know Mondo Gecko and Slash. And Slash is also part of the team. And there's mm-hmm. this crab mutant. I forgot what his name is. And... Pigeon Pete. Pigeon Pete. <laughs> Pigeon Pete. That sounds yeah. like somebody that yeah, hangs out out here in your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Pigeon Pete. He's like, yeah. is that guy asking for money on Century? There it is. Car- uh, Carlos Lobo is in chat. He says, that's the first time I've heard Tiger Claw without the fake woman voice. I like how you put fake woman in quotes. Like almost as if, well, that could be Tiger Claw's real voice. Like, <laughs> like it's literally like, Tiger Claw. interesting thing about uh, Old Hob. Which, who's the leader of the Mutanimals, uh, they're kind of slowly building him to be sort of the TMNT universe version of Magneto because he hates humans. And he hates humans who become mutants. And he'd rather prefer, you know, like normal animal mutants right. over human mutants. Wow. Fools what issue is Mutanimals on? Uh, well, issue is like a four-part little miniseries. Oh, all right. Derek H. is in chat. He says, does Tiger Claw own the issue where Donatello is killed? Nope. All right, Tiger Claw. I saw, I saw it digitally somewhere. There it is. <laughs> it's in the ether. Technically, we all own it, Derek. That's the answer to your question. You can, there are ways to read comics, you know. Yeah. I do know that there are, in fact, ways to read comics. I yeah, agree. I put them in my hand, open them, and read them. Whoa, that sounds like. Forget that's him. one way of doing it, but he can do that, but he can't command the Xbox to turn on. <laughs> I can't. The Xbox doesn't listen to me. It would if you spoke with authority, like Craig. Uh-huh. <laughs> cool. So, Tiger Claw, I think we're gonna go ahead and get into some news, man. Do you, uh, do you yeah, want to? I'm pretty sure some of the news came from me. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I, I'm, because I'm pretty that's, sure that that's, some that's, of the news came from Tiger Claw too. Yeah, you want news producer credit? <laughs> um, maybe I don't know. 
We're gonna we're gonna send him a, a freaking Fantastic Forum patch. Because so far that Fantastic Forum group is like your number one news source. Yeah, we right. can't we can't give you credit. We can send you a gift. <laughs> um, I think we have some like used batteries we can <laughs> Dang. send you. Why but you, you have to send us a box first with the return postage. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, Joe. Why you got to do Tiger Claw? Tiger Claw, I thank you for setting up that news. <laughs> I really do. Cause uh, you're it, welcome. It does cut into my time of pre-production, which means I can, you know, Yeah, because I'm pretty stuff. sure whenever I post something, I see when you guys like it. You see me like it. Yeah, Mo likes a lot of your post yeah and sometimes when you like some some of the posts you kind of share it and sometimes you leave a little comment yeah. on there the ones that i have an opinion on something from it yeah the ones i have an opinion on i share for others to see i appreciate you too tiger claw i don't like the stuff though only because i take it too literally and i feel like if i like it that means i actually like it and a lot of the news you post i don't like Oh, like that guy from Cheers, Woody Harrelson's character. Woody? Right. Most of the stuff that you don't like is probably the Marvel stuff. You know, I don't remember that show well, (laughs) but I just remember that one episode where he was, like, doing a beer commercial, and he (laughs) says he likes it, but he actually never tasted the beer, and when he tastes it, he, like, hates it. (laughs) And that's the only thing I remember about Cheers. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, so you're gonna stick around for the news, Tiger Claw? Um, sure. Or I guess comment. should we go to break first? Might as well. What are you gonna play? You haven't thought of it? Okay, good. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you have, a, if you have any music, uh, oh, you're, oh, you're gonna play the music on. on your- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna play. I, you know, I'm, I'm used to like playing the music for you, but. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Claw. We appreciate the thought, though. You're so funny, dude. What what do you want me to play, Bob? Um, do uh, Balsagoth, Scourge of the Fourth Celestial Host. I I love how he said that. Like he knows I know how to spell it. Like, but like that was I, the first thing I thought. Like, like you started typing. I'm like, damn, I even know how to spell that. <laughs> like I'm I'm going for the I'm going for the gusto here, but I was just like, uh, yeah, it's, it's two words, right? Uh, it's a hyphenated kind of like Antrim Russell. Oh, okay, okay. But it's Balsagoth. Sounds like death metal. Because like it, that. that's a demon name, right? Yeah. Okay. Is it? Yeah. So, <laughs> look, don't, don't anyone ask me why I know this? Because <laughs> I'm just like, uh, well, he sleeps under your bed. Oh, don't say that. You don't mess around, <laughs> keep me up tonight. I don't even know what that. Oh, Jesus Christ! What's the what's the the song? Yeah, uh, Scourge of the Fourth Celestial Host. Oh, Jesus Christ! With a title like that, that's definitely death metal. I'm I'm totally like thinking that Balsagoth is under my bed now. You don't even know what he looks like. It that makes it worse. <laughs> you know there are worse demons to have under your bed. Well, let's not go through them today. How about that? Let's <laughs> probably look like your worst nightmare. We'll say we'll save that for uh, the friggin' zombie cast after show. <laughs> How about that? We'll do that. Cause uh yeah. Okay, um this is Fantastic Forum. 
Um, only on allgames.com, and we'll be back in like two minutes. Welcome back to Fantastic Forum, only on allgames.com. Tiger Claw, you still there? The Claw of I'm the here. Tigers? Oh, right. He's still there. I don't know if you got the references, but it's a lot to Galactus and Silver Surfer talking about 
stopping a celestial. Oh no, I didn't know that at all. That's awesome. Yeah, the music was great. I wasn't listening to the words though this time around. Pussy. I was doing other stuff. So, but I will go back and listen to that. Yeah. I was hanging out with the fourth member, <laughs> Tiger Claw. He's the fifth. <laughs> Tiger Tiger Claw doesn't rate higher than the TV. No, there are only four people that rate higher than the TV. And one of them but is... he is not alive. In a, <laughs> yeah, one of them is almost questionable at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, he might take... Uh, the TV might take Oz's spot. That's messed up. Like, we haven't even heard from him in, like, a year. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> if we put a crappy stand-up special, it could be on par. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Oz was on the show, like, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> three. Joe's like... Yeah, it's been, like, a year. I think you're Oz... Because when you're not here, he's he's on. <laughs> That's funny. Joe, like you never see us in the same place at the same time. Yeah. It's like, you do brown face. Dang. Oz is the Joe that Fantastic Four needs, not the one it deserves. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You guys ready for some comic news? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. We should have a like, uh, like Kurt. Uh, <laughs> well, not, not like that, but like. Do we mention they killed Donatello? Bunch yeah. of savages. Uh, they think they killed Donatello. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to read that issue. Yeah. All right. So let's talk some news. Uh, Mo, what what you want to talk about first? I did notice something that you put po- you put into uh, chat, Moses. In in regarding uh, Legend of Manta Magi. Oh yeah, that was in the chat. I'm sorry. That was to our, Into our thread, our, our Facebook group. Yeah, it's the <laughs> where you were like, Adele Joseph. And Do you recognize it? It looks familiar. I feel like is that uh we did we interview that guy? No, you straight up looked at his shit and walked past it like it was nothing. <laughs> Wait, is this the same guy? The from... same guy from from Long Beach Comic Con. Uh... Wait, so, so, the, if that's all it is, then why should I remember it? Because we, not only did we bust your balls the whole day. I do remember that. We did bust your balls on the show. I do remember that too. When, uh, yeah. I didn't realize it was the same book. And so what was the story about then? I mean, it was just about <laughs> black people in the post-apocalypse surviving. And how that's a big deal because they don't usually? I, I guess. I don't know. Like... <laughs> Tiger Claw chimed in. What about Mexicans? Uh, wait a minute. I mean, black people surviving in the post-apocalypse, that means no white people? You know, Mexicans <laughs> are going to do just fine in the post-apocalypse. No, like, everybody <laughs> needs barbers and hair and gardeners. Unless they all got tans. What? <laughs> wait, why, if black people survive in the post-apocalypse, does that mean there are no white people? Like, I don't understand what that's all about. I think there's no white people in the comics. In in, in, in Manta Magi? Yeah. Are you sure? Maybe they're just tan. I mean, honestly, I didn't even read that article. I just put it cause, <laughs> see, to like prove my point about that book being so unimportant that Larry just <laughs> passed by it. Like, did you see the thing I posted or no? No, actually, okay. I didn't get to check our Facebook this week. Okay. I don't know. It's just not doing it for me. It's not it has nothing to do with black characters. It's just to do with... Uh, giving your track record, I think it does. What's my track record? Like you hate black characters. I love black characters. For the ma- 
for the majority, you don't. You don't like them. I don't like the bad ones. You hate black characters. Like, just like anything else. Like, I don't like bad white characters either. I think it's you guys. You guys are looking at, like, you're looking at all the characters I dislike as all the black characters there are. That's your guys' fault. You only hate it when white characters are portrayed as black characters. I mean, if we give you... Nobody should like that. If if we give them a list... five good black characters. Name five black characters you like. Storm. Friggin' Captain America. All new Captain America. Friggin' Luke Cage. Uh, if if he's done properly, if he's done properly, no Mr. caveats, Terrific. no caveats. Well, okay, you're fine. Not, forget, forget that. Miles Morales, and then what? Bishop. I can go with Bishop, but I can keep going. I mean, there are other ones. I Dude, mean, you don't like Bishop. What are you talking about? I got every issue of you didn't read. Uh, you didn't read the new Uncanny X Force. I did read the new Uncanny X Force. If we give him a list of fifty white characters and fifty black characters, he's gonna like more of the white characters than he will of the black characters. Uh, as will any comic book fan. But yeah, but not every comic book <laughs> fan is you. <laughs> it's your responsibility to like all the black nah, characters. Nah, man. First of all, you need a fair play tattoo. First of all, you. That's hilarious. First of all. If you make a list of 50 black characters, I'll get, it's like, just that alone is worth, like, I'll give you whatever award you want. I'm just like, 50, 50 black comic book characters? I mean, I'm talking about 50 black comic book characters that can match up with a list of 50 white comic book characters where you're like, <laughs> okay, like, the, that's a legitimate list that's of comic character. book characters. Okay. Like, don't mess around and be like, oh, well, whatchamacallit's on the list, uh, uh, friggin' Celia Reyes. It's like, well, yeah, Sierra is on the list. She counts. She's Cuban. But she's like half and half, right? Is it? I, th- I think she's Dominican, even. But still. Is Miss America black? Or is she like Cuban, too? She's Latina. Latina. Yeah, yeah. She's Latina. You're talking about like America. like Yeah. Yeah, from like Young Avengers. Right. Yeah. She's Latina all the way. I like her a lot. No, she's a great character. But I'm just saying, like, you know, it's interesting, too, because... I'm kind of like one thing that I did notice too, and it, well, you know, but it, and it's hard. It's hard. It's hard being a comic book fan of color because I was sitting here and I was like thinking about friggin' Silk, and I'm like, Silk is getting her props. Mm-hmm. People like Silk, yeah, but they don't like Silk like how they like Gwen Stacy. No, Spider Gwen was it Silk black? No, no, she's Silk, okay. Silk is Silk is Korean. Even though really, yeah, exactly. Even though you wouldn't necessarily know it by yeah. looking at her. But Silk is Korean. I mean, she has a mask on, right? You can see her eyes. <laughs> you sons of bitches. What? <laughs> I tell you, what? man. I tell you. What? The- it's hard out I'm here. I'm sorry. I didn't read Spider-Verse. <laughs> so I don't. It's hard out here. Like, the only no, time I've seen Silk was. What, what? I don't get it. When she was being cosplayed <laughs> as. Like, I've seen right. cosplayers playing as Silk. But I've actually never seen a picture of Silk. And that chick was Korean, too. That chick was Korean. Or at least she? I think she was. No, you're thinking what about Spider Gwen. No, the other chick was Silk, wasn't she? Yeah, but she was Hispanic. She just had. Oh no, you might remember. Then I was thinking about Spider Gwen. Yeah, I know. That's hilarious. I didn't want to call you stupid. This Korean. Time. <laughs> Look, that's why I thought she was Silk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's Silk. And you're like, she's Spider Gwen, you dummy. I'm like, but she's she's Asian. No. <laughs> and she has dark hair. What the hell's going on? I don't understand. <laughs> um, but but they lo- they love Spider Gwen, and it's one of those things where it's like, but at the same time, Silk is a character that was introduced like six months ago or or like four months ago, and Gwen Stacy is Gwen Stacy, so it's kind of like you can't 
Like, I, I don't feel like that's a fair comparison. At the same time, it's kind of like, well, Gwen Stacy gets to be Gwen Stacy because she's white. And it's like, you know, no one would have thought to add a Korean chick into a Spider-Man comic book in 1960-whatever, well, 1970. I would have. <laughs> you weren't alive, so no, like, you wouldn't. They wouldn't hire you to write comics you back even, then. They won't hire you to write comics now, Joe. <laughs> You know, yeah, to the detriment, not at DC. Yeah. to the detriment of the comic book industry. Right? No, absolutely. No, absolutely. There always should be more comics around. Yeah, and more. more I mean, I, comics in general is already a place that explores a lot of interesting ideas, including ideas of like race and right. ethics and morality, and now transgenderism. And yeah, all types of all types of those issues. It like, and so if they're exploring those already, it would help. If the voices that were expressing those ideas were more, more diverse too, whether it be writers or artists or editors, like whoever, I mean, because it wouldn't. Why not have the people that you're talking about help you create the books? Now, as a person of color, I don't feel like calling you black right now, <laughs> but okay. as a person of color, when someone like me, because you know, I, I'm saying it as. Uh, a joke yeah, because yeah. you know yeah. I don't want to give you too much of a peek behind the curtain here. <laughs> but somebody looking at you like oh you have to like characters of color because right. you're of color right how does that make you feel now me as a black man I hate it <laughs> but you what, what? No, I mean I, I think it's ridiculous I mean personally I'm just like like characters like when you when you think about true equality it's not about people supporting something because it's different or it's not about supporting your own because it's your own it's you it's about supporting things on their merits right. and it's like you know i mean it would be nice if somebody would be able to just look at a character and like you know if you if you see a character that happens to be of a different ethnic origin than you are that you could just look at that character and just be like well let's see what that person's about and you don't have to look at it and say, oh, well, that's not for me because he doesn't look like me or she doesn't look like me or that's not for me because, well, that's about that's the comic. That's the character for the homosexual people, right. you know, or something like that. Or that's the character for the disabled people. It's like, no, I mean, they're just characters. And so, like, you know, it's all about diversity, you read it. And if it's good, it's good. And if it's not, it's not. And and that's like how I that's how I try to go into all those, all the new characters that I see. Like you know when when they're talking about uh, the new Miss Marvel, it wasn't like I'm like oh well she's Muslim, so I, I don't go into it with expectations because she happens right. to be Muslim. It's like I don't know what this person is going to be like because them being Muslim is just a small part of the character as right. a whole. So like that. Well, it, not in her case, right? Yeah, in like case. a big, isn't that like the whole reason why the white people don't like her? Well, some white people don't like the idea that a, a, a superhero is Muslim. But no, I mean like the characters in the book, like that one chick is like making fun of her and talking about curry and like saying her old family smells like curry. Yeah, I mean that's a, a, a aspect of the it's book. My favorite that, scent on a woman. What <laughs> ethnicity that, is Squirrel Girl? She's white. Yeah, I mean her name's Doreen. Yeah, that kind of seals it up. <laughs> but but no, it's like that. That is a a part of what happens in the book. But it's not like the whole book is all about her being a Muslim. Well, no, not the whole book, but well, it's part of her character. Right, it's part. 
their approach. That's all I'm saying. It's like it's just part. It's not. It's not the main thing. It's just a thing. You know, but that's the thing. It's like that's that's how we're we're framed to look at it, though. Where it's like, well, that's the Muslim superhero, and it's like, oh, well, I don't look at it like that. Well, I mean, we're having a discussion. I do <laughs> look at it like that, but not in a necessarily bad way. Uh huh. Like it's just, it's representation. Well, for me, it's like it's an American character that has a uh, uh, re- different religious view, just like right. So, you know, somebody's a Jew. Right, comics. You know, are there any uh, superhero characters who are atheists? Oh, plenty. Yeah, Mephisto. <laughs> I don't think Mephisto's atheist. No, he knows there's a god. Mephisto's a backslidden Christian. No, <laughs> uh, caller, you are the sixth member of Fantastic Forum. Tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and what you want to talk about. Or not? That's possible too. Unmute. Unmute. Plug in the mic cord. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Every freaking time, man. There's no marking on this thing whatsoever. Anyway, <laughs> it's Zeno from the OKC, and I possess the ability to see deep into the mayor's head to see who he's proved to operate in a city. Word. Three black superheroes that the mayor uh, will permit. <laughs> Mr. Bojangles. Dang. And Ms. Streetwalker. That's it. <laughs> uh, not even um, Mr. Mr. Terrific? Nah. <laughs> nah. Terrific. Nah. But Mr. Pimp Kane, he can he can operate. There it is. Talk to us, Zeno. He pays he pays taxes, that's why. <laughs> He's an honest businessman. <laughs> okay. So what you gotta say, Zeno? <laughs> or is that was that it? Zeno's well that's like... part of it, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Lawrence hasn't really whipped out no names, so I figured I'd throw some out there for y'all, so you know what he was thinking about. No, no, man, I put out, I put the names out there, man. They're they're more heroes than that. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm a, I'm a fan of Prodigy. Of course, there's tons, there's tons of heroes, but they're overshadowed so greatly you by probably had to Google stories. It. You'll never dig them out. I mean, that was my whole point initially when I uh, when everybody was talking about Ms. Marvel. Then I was pointing out Photon. It's like nobody in mainstream even knows yeah. who the hell that is. Yeah. And you it's know, a, I mean, it's an established character. There's tons of background for it. If they actually brought her to the forefront, because literally, I, like, I look back through her her summation of her bio as far as what she's been through. Yeah, yeah, she's, she was on top. She got knocked down. You know, yeah, she's on top. She got injured in line of duty. Came. She came back like two or three times. She's in a book right now. I mean, oh, she, is she? Yeah, is she's she in the in the main in the main or supporting cast at all, or did she just show up? Uh, no, no, she's she's one of uh the the mighty Avengers, like basically the 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 quote unquote black Avenger team. Even though it's, I mean, it, it's but it's like a minority or a pr- primarily minority, it's pri- primarily minority team of minorities. Um, but. You can say it, man. It's minority. But you know what, though? It's like, I, I kind of like what they did, though. Because... It's Dark Avengers. <laughs> it's not Dark Avengers, damn it. But I like what they Avengers did. Avengers of the Sun, because they all are Dark Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers of the Sun. It's interesting, though, because it's like the book itself, they play. Like, the characters just happen to be of color. It's not like it's like, oh, well, we're going to go clean up the streets and make sure that our neighborhood gets represented and then you know it's like okay cool it's just luke cage doing what luke cage always does which is you know uh uh represent the little guys and the people that are helping him like one is his prodigy which is the new power man and he happens to be a young african-american male and then you have uh 
white tiger who happens to be Latina and then you have uh uh Photon who is what or Spectrum actually is what Miss Marvel yeah, is what she's calling stuff these days. The dudes keep stealing her name too. That's yeah. The thing. She, yeah, that is name. true. Some other dude steals it. Like the right. first one she surrendered, the second one got stolen. It's like, what the hell is that? Right. So she calls herself Spectrum now, which is a good name. That, that... And I still got to give props to Dave Ryan for trying to pitch that idea back in the day. Yeah. And got shot down. Yeah. With the with the. But African I think American he actually Avengers. called them Black Avengers. So I think that's. Yeah. The, the noble... yeah. Well, yeah. That's probably true. But. Uh, all right, who else is on there? Uh, and then it's uh, it. Well, Falcon was on the team, and then once he became the new Captain America, the book actually got re- rebranded as Captain America and the Mighty Avengers. Mm-hmm. And uh, why why are you shaking your head, Joe? That's terrible. Why? It just sounds terrible. Like why? Captain America and the Mighty Avengers. No, there's no need for that. <laughs> okay. Like, and then uh, Spider-Man was on that team, even though I think they kicked Spider-Man off because initially it was Superior Spider-Man, and he kind of, you know, he screwed up the Mighty Avengers. Like, he, he, he was actually, like, a contentious kind of member. And so, yeah. When, He's always been, so I guess they just holding up tradition. Right, and so, and then when Peter Parker came back, Luke Cage was on some other stuff, and he was like, "Get out of here before I rip you in half." Because you know, yeah. But anyway, yeah, white people. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> That's too funny. But yeah, we can go on to the next story, right? Uh, yeah. Unless unless Zeno had anything else to say about. Uh, nah, that's it. That's but yeah, but yeah, but they're they're out there. I I do hope they give Spectrum some more play though because she's a good character she she has the potential to be like just like captain marvel basically you know mm-hmm. it's crazy because misty knight gets more play than than spectrum does well yeah that's because they think she's a porn star misty's awesome like she's a great character and there's like a ton of cool shit you can do with her i don't know i mean misty knight's a cool character I, i'm not knocking her i'm just saying that she's not as cool as as Friggin' Monica Rambeau, though. I can't. Yeah, I'm not that familiar with her, so I can't really argue against or for it. Right. But I can say I do like Misty Knight, and yeah. the books she's in are generally pretty good. Yeah. What's our next story, uh, Moses? Uh, sounds like Ant Man reshoots are taking Scott Lang back to his criminal roots. I did see that. So, according to Badass Digest, Ant-Man has undergone a few key changes during reshoots, which have brought the movie back closer to where it was when Edgar Wright was still attached to write and direct. Now, Scott Lang is expected to be more of a crook when the movie kicks off, similar to his comic book counterpart. The change in the description from con man to master thief in the updated synopsis really bothered some fans. So, this could come as welcome news the site theorizes that the success of Guardians of the Galaxy might have had something to do with Marvel now feeling comfortable reintroducing these roguish aspects of Scott's personality sounds like uh, they saw some finished footage and didn't like what they had so they had to do some reshoots to fix some of the problems 
Maybe. All I know is if you're going to put in a character who has qualities that you don't want to do in a movie, why put that character in the first place? That's true. You especially, know, especially Marvel because it's their own shit. Yeah. And it's like, well, I mean, I will say this, though. That movie is one of the ones that has been in the works for a long time. So it's like it's a different Marvel from as far as a studio perspective mm-hmm. than like now than it was when that first started. But even so, it's like there are other Ant-Men you can use and just pick the Ant-Man you want. Like Scott Pimp. I mean, like Hank Pym, for example. They should have stuck with that. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I you know, I don't I know. I, I would don't pre- believe Hank Pym would ever make it into a movie by himself. Really? Too many, too many of the fanboys would jump all over. It's like, when he's going to slap the hoe and all that stuff, you know. So. Dude, he's a really good character, though. I'm yeah. not saying he's not, yeah. but that isn't his history. And if you cut that out, fanboys are going to scream. You know, it, it all depends on what they would react. I don't think well, they want to deal with that whole situation of well, either you well, answer the fanboys what about, what about and the put it thing? in there, or you don't. You rip it out. It's like now you can't call attention to, to you know, like domestic what? violence and all this stuff. And, do, you know, there's too much shit. What about – but here's the thing. Here's the thing. What about the whole thing with Iron Man and his drinking problem and that storyline of message in a bottle? They could have adapted that, but they decided not to. Yeah, well, Demon I, in the Iron bottle. Man has – I mean, Iron Man's problem with drinking is self-inflicted. They deal with that in movies all the time. Well, not only that, they – Substituted his alcoholism with a different addiction to do the movie. That's right. Yeah, his PTSD. Right, and the way he coped with that was by building more suits and stuff, just just drowning himself in that. So uh, there's it's still a compulsive behavior with bad consequences. So I mean, when you're talking about addiction, it doesn't matter about the substance; it matters about the outcome and the effect it has on the person. So, in spirit, to me, that was on par with alcoholism. They could have used sex. They could have used. They could use any addiction that could have given them negative consequences. Hmm. Which is what happens in Age of Ultron. There's been a lot of talk about who will be beneath Spider-Man's mask in Captain America Civil War and the 2017 reboot, with a very vocal minority demanding that Peter Parker be replaced by Miles Morales. Despite the fact that the press release specifically mentioned Peter, one fan asked Marvel Chief Creative Officer Joe Quesada on his Tumblr what he think is the most important things to get this next version of Spider-Man right. He replied, the trick to making any incarnation of Spider-Man great, whether comics, animation, or film, is Peter Parker. Get Peter's character right, and the rest falls into place. How do you feel about that, Moses? Is that is that true? Just about, so yeah. It's black people. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because... How do you get Peter Parker right? That is the question. Uh, easy. Just do the exact opposite of Amazing Spider-Man, <laughs> the Mark Webb movie. <laughs> Could we say we're in agreement that the closest you've seen Peter Parker get done right as far as his character is what Raimi did with him, or is he still too far off to? Uh, the first, I say he's the closest to the pin. the first two, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the third one, I mean, well, yeah, the third one that had was just like way weird. too many issues on top of it. Yeah, like, Raimi did get Emo the character. Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, I will say the only thing is, is Spider, like, even though without question, 
Maguire's depiction of Spider-Man is is my favorite. But it is a little angsty. And it's like you could you could lighten up on that a little bit. Not yeah. a lot, but a little. Cuz it's like Peter Parker does worry about stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like there's a difference between worrying and like But his defense mechanism is always humor. Yeah. So even though shit's falling apart around them, it could still have funny moments. Right. Kind of like a Die Hard. Yeah, know? absolutely. But it's it's interesting that in the movies, people almost act like, or at least in, in those initial two Spider-Man movies, they almost act like angsty is who he really is. And then when he gets into the mask, he can be lighthearted. And that's like his release. Yeah. And it's like, but Peter Parker himself is actually like lighter too. It's like he's angsty when he's alone, but when he goes around people, it's like he's he's good old Pete, you know? I think what they didn't deal with right is how he copes with Uncle Ben's death. Like they make mm-hmm. it more of a chip on the shoulder mm-hmm. as opposed as a uh, as a turning point great for him. Comes great responsibility to really like <laughs> You know, live a little differently, right? You know, yeah. right? I'd almost say he almost got his character from the animated series, yeah, model more so than the comics he did because he felt it like when I was watching the animated series, that seems to be what he was channeling for the first two movies, yeah, it that, had that same feel to it. That's about right. Plus, it's easier to watch, so you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. All I know is they. They got to do a good job. I mean, they they can't just fuck up the next one, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't think how, I don't think Marvel's you, gonna do it. They're not gonna you, let it happen. How do you fix it? Because we already know Peter Parker's story. How are they gonna fix it? You know, because we they don't have to retell the origin again and stuff like that. Well, hold on. Don't be too confident in Marvel. Yeah. Like <laughs> we saw what happened with Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And what's going to happen which, with that? It turned out awesome. Which was a fun movie. <laughs> oh, <shut laughs> but I don't think you can compare the, the characters two. are kind of off. And I know I actually had a chance to watch Spider-Man recently. Uh-huh. And the character just seemed off this time when I watched it. When you watched uh, the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Yeah. I mean, like he's definitely not he's as not close of to... web shooters, right? No, it's not that. He's not as close to, like, actual Peter Parker as I thought he was back then. Right. And, uh, yeah, I think he was just close enough yeah. combined with the effects. Oh, no question. That, you know, we he, didn't think it could get better, but then we watched Avengers. Right. And I was like... It's, it's like even the... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I mean... Well, I was just going to say, like, this whole Marvel line, since they've been doing, like, exactly. this... Uh, Their own movies. Yeah. Like, they've just been great. Right. And so, like, they've been done right. Um, you could argue for some more than others, but the characters feel more right than that Spider-Man feels. No, I want, you're absolutely correct. And it's one of those things, like, even though it wasn't that long ago, it was still a different era of comic book movie making. And so it's kind of like uh, you, you hit the nail on the head where it's like it, it was as good as we thought it would get for that time because Lord knows nobody was like really pulling characters off from the page and, to, and putting them onto the screen. 
but then Marvel started doing it. Right. Up until Guardians. But the difference, I think, and why you can't compare the two is because Marvel knows that Guardians is like the niche of the niche comic book character. And so I think they feel a lot more licensed to do what they want with, with the Guardians because they know, like, they're like, these comic book fans, they're not reading Guardians. We we know how many people are reading Guardians. Yeah, it's Larry. We got access to the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Is, they they know how many sales. Is uh, Guardians still a niche after the movie came out? <laughs> yep. No. I would say so. Like, they got, like, five. They got, like, half as many X-Books. Like, ha- half. They have half yeah. the amount of Guardians books right. and they do X-Books. No, you're right. There's a there's a legendary Star-Lord book and a, yeah. ro- a Rocket Raccoon book and a Guardians team book. There's a group and, coming up. Yeah, but I'm Guardians 3000. Right. But who's reading those? I don't know anybody reading those other than me. And I'm saying they're in a crossover right now with the X-Men and I'm not, I'm not even sure if people are reading the Guardians comic book because, you know, but I will say I did read like one of the latest issues of, I think it was, like I said, there's a crossover between all new X-Men and the Guardians of the Galaxy and the adjacent titles. And they totally did a thing where they made like uh Drax like not get something. Not like not like he, he was like interpreting something literally. Right. Like how he does in the movie. And it's just like, dude, like you know that. Like you know, but and it, they they didn't play it like it was like, oh, this is how he always is. They just yeah. kinda put they put it in there. And then just kept it moving. So I was like, I guess if that's that's for the new people, I guess. Right. Like, oh, he's like in, the, he's like in the the movie. Because like, uh. they had the Guardians in a Silver Surfer book. Can and can can you look it at Drax like now <laughs> without think without thinking about uh, Batista? Yes, absolutely. I didn't think about Batista when I watched the movie. <laughs> Batista. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. You should call into that show on Who Gives a Shit channel <laughs> <laughs> with that question. But now, nah, man, it's just it, you know, uh, I feel like you Marvel knows where the Guardians stand in the whole grand scheme of things versus Spider Man. I mean, Spider Man is their flagship character. You know, I mean, I guess or at least yeah. was their flagship it's character. Like the second flag. I don't know. Yeah, right. It's like he he like. Before the Avengers boom, yeah, Mar- uh, everything rests on Spider-Man, and so it's like I don't feel like if, Marvel if feels every, like they can just do whatever they want. Spider-Man, what will happen? I mean, they'll be fine because they I'll don't kill need myself. They don't need Spider-Man. That's that's the messed up part now. Yeah, they don't need him. It's like you know they they're they're getting they're taking Spider-Man because they can, but they're not like oh well if we don't get Spidey, it all falls apart. It's like. Right, like they didn't even have to pay for, to get him back. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It's like, right. We're like, they, we'll, we'll help you guys out. Yeah, Tony. that's right. really it. They're like, yeah. please help us. All right, we'll help you guys out. If, if, we'll if do you a Marvel favor and share Spider Man. Like <laughs> in the Sony <laughs> League, they'll, they'll probably give him back to Sony or something. In the Sony League of emails, there's an actual document where the chick that was the head of Sony at the mm-hmm. time was actually blowing Joe Quesada for <laughs> so that they could help him with Spider-Man. That's messed up. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, she licked his taint and everything. Dang. Look, Joe Quesada's like listening like, I wish. No, but like, I didn't bathe that day on I don't purpose. think Moses is ever going to get another interview once they let's just get it. Uh, nobody <laughs> listens to this. I've seen the numbers. All, yeah, but- I, all I know is that when we sign off, 
65% of the audience is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Including Joe Casada. No. <laughs> but yeah. So 65% of the Marvel audience is Spider-Man fans? No, when the show is off. Like when we oh. never mind. <laughs> Next time, hang up on them after he's done talking. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll make sure. I'll make sure. Um, um, oh, go ahead. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I didn't, okay, look. That was awkward. Man, that, dude, that dude's rough, man. He was like a, a, a whole Coke? <laughs> like, damn. So, um, so, did you guys hear about DC making this announcement about all its titles or some of its titles that are happening after Convergence? No. Yeah, so DC basically, uh, they're gonna ditch the new Fifty Two branding uh, after Convergence, which you know Convergence is the big event that goes on where like it's rebooting their universe, I guess yet again ish, and it's it's the uh, what are they calling it? It's called Convergence. I said Convergence like four times. Yeah, but I mean, after, Convergence is a storyline. Oh, oh, you mean after? What are they calling it? The the branding? You know what? I don't think they're gonna yeah. have based on what It'll I've be seen. PC. PC DC? It'll be post convergence. <laughs> PC, PC comics. Post convergence comics. That would be funny. Actually has a nice ring to it. Yeah. No, I uh according to the, the reports that I've seen, they're actually not gonna have like a kind of title branding. Um but they are they are saying that uh there's gonna be an increased focus uh on diversity. And it's going to be reflected in the creators, in the characters, and the storytelling style. And so maybe Joe could get hired by DC now. Maybe <laughs> it says twenty-five of the highest-profile existing series will remain, while twenty-four new series will be introduced for a current total of twenty-four. I mean, twenty-four. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know why I was. I went to twenty-four because I'm like that doesn't add up. Uh, forty-nine the DC new titles. Forty-nine. <laughs> so, um, but some of the. Uh, some of the titles that, uh, or basically some of the titles and talent that are coming over. Um, let's see. Uh, Gene Lu, Lu Yang, who is known for his graphic novel, including um, uh, graphic novels, including American Born Chinese and The Shadow Hero, will make his DC Comics debut by taking on writing duties of Superman. Uh, and he's going to be doing that with John Romita Jr. still. Uh, Brian Hitch is going to be writing and drawing on the Justice League of America. Good luck. <laughs> wow. The, the, the Hitman creative team, Garth Ennis and friggin' John McCree are going to be doing uh, a limited series called Section 8. Which will be featuring characters that were originally introduced in Hitman. They better be all be crazy too. <laughs> we'll see. Every single one. Um let's see. Uh it says uh Ming Doyle, who's currently doing the kitchen, which is a Vertigo series right now. Is... You read that? No. I've seen it though. Uh that's pretty good. Oh, okay. He's gonna be writing to uh, she. Oh shit! Is it really? I think so. Oh, I'm sorry. She uh, will be writing on Constantine the Hellblazer, which uh, 
Yay. Well, <laughs> Constantine the Hellblazer. Yeah, it's a Constantine uh, colon the Hellblazer. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, but you know, uh, that's a branding nightmare now. I mean, that's what the Vertigo book was called. It was called Hellblazer. I wonder. Yeah. Well, no, it was called John Constantine I wonder how Hellblazer. Oh, was it? Yeah. I wonder oh. how this is. I wonder how this is going to affect their Disney animated movies because you know how they've been pipping out <laughs> all their movies to be based on the new 52 and now this is happening? Disney's not doing those, dumb. No, no, that's, that's um, Warner Brothers. Yeah, I that's... mean, DC. I mean, the DC movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tiger Claw. Yeah. Uh, but your because, boy... No, because, yeah. Because, like, the last one was that Justice League uh, Aquaman movie which right. is based Throne on of the Atlantis. new 52 comics. So what are they going to do now? <laughs> I think they'll just keep making those. That's Ming Doyle. Got you. There's definitely she. Are they going to are they going to are they going to still do it with the uh New 52 because that's a lot of their movies were based on some of the stories from there. And now that the universe is changing again, they're probably going to have to create another movie that results in the timelines changing. Yeah, they'll again. probably do a convergence movie like they did a Flashpoint. They might, or they may, or not. they not. Uh, yeah, they might not give a fuck. Yeah, like you know, DC. They right. They don't have the best track record for <laughs> <laughs> unity. Yeah, yeah, like unifying like, things. I'll be honest. The animated movies were best when they were not influenced by the new fifty two, the actual movies or actual the new fifty two. I mean, um, I, I don't. I don't mean comics. Oh, I just meant like when they're not influenced by other things. Oh, okay. Right. It's like you look at Green Lantern First Flight and Green Lantern Emerald Knights. Yeah. First Flight is amazing. Yeah. Like it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But first uh but Emerald, Emerald Knights is kind of I mean I do like the Mojo story but some of it is just not good. Mm. Wait, when you look at like um Mask of the Phantasm, right? Mask yeah. of the Phantasm is great. Or 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 Batman Assault on Arkham, which was basically based on the games instead of the main Marvel. I mean DC Comics and stuff. We're talking about before that, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That Hellblazer series is gonna be is gonna be uh, drawn by your boy, Riley Rossmo. I hope Ming Doyle's a good writer. Hopefully. They're going to have a Black Canary book. Because if they do that, shit. Um, they should have had the team from fucking Bedlam do that Hellblazer. That'd be awesome. Fuck. What's the team for Black Canary? Uh, it's going to be written by Brendan Fletcher, who is one of the co-writers for Batgirl. And... uh um, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti are going to do um, a Starfire book. Wait, you don't, you didn't say the artist for? No, the I don't think Black don't, Canary. No, they didn't. They didn't say. Oh man, that sucks. Why does it suck? It's probably not going to be anybody good. Yeah, if it's if it's no one good, then it doesn't matter how great the story is. I mean, it's not that. They could maybe not have a uh, artist yet. I know, but I mean, that's why I would want to know who was on it, so I can know. 
Yeah. Whether like right now I'm excited about it. Okay. Because I like Fletcher. Okay. But if the art is bad, then I won't be able to read it. Yeah. And they're doing a Starfire book? Uh-huh. Based on the old 52 Starfire? On PC. 50, PC. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Would it be a young Starfire or an older one? I don't I, know what you're talking I about, Tiger Claw. I mean, I, I'm assuming... I mean, but, like, would it be like Teen Titans Starfire or an older Starfire? I don't know what you're talking about. The words you're saying aren't making sense right now. <laughs> He's saying, is it going to be a, a woman or a girl? Starfire. You know she well, was a woman the in guy. the Teen Titans, right? Dude, I mean, but she was a girl in the Teen Titans cartoon. That's what Tarclaw's saying. Who the fuck is watching the cartoon? You watched the Teen Titans cartoon. What are you talking about? Yeah, but I, I don't... played the game. Yeah, but I don't... Talk about it when we're talking about comics. Well, but it's Tiger like, Claw asking the question. She's a she's a woman. Tiger she's Claw a young know. woman. Tiger oh. Claw doesn't read the comics. All the, the Tiger Claw. Why don't you know his, she's a woman? His friggin' Starfire is friggin' Teen Titans Go Starfire. Oh God. <laughs> no, it's the. Well, is that the new one? The Tiny Titans. Yeah, that's, that's the, no, that's after Tiny. Isn't the Teen Titans Go is the one on now? Where they? Oh, okay. Where they're doing cosmic sandwiches. Man, I feel bad for you, Tiger Claw. If that's your starfire, <laughs> is there anything else? Like, that I, I really would feel want empathy. Uh, Wait, tell me the starfire it's, team again, because this sounds like really good. It's it's, it's Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. It's funny because writing. this week's Teen Damn. Titans. Uh, oh, so who's drawing? This week's Teen Titans Go. Huh? I think Amanda Connor is drawing. Dude, that sounds like an amazing oh, yeah? book. Yeah, she's an artist. I know that, but I thought she was gonna what you call it. She writes too. Yeah, I thought she was gonna write. What but... she write? Um, doesn't she write Harley Quinn? That's Palmiotti writing. And she's not on. She that... draws it. Does she? She only draws it. That's all I know her from. Oh, I thought before. she wrote on that. I'm sorry. I'm there sorry. are books she writes, but I can't think of them at the moment. So the twenty five, uh, the books that. Survive the cut. Action Comics, Aquaman, Batgirl, Batman, Detective Comics, Batman, Superman, Catwoman, Deathstroke, Flash, Gotham Academy, which I'm like, it, I like that book, but I'm surprised. Uh, but I guess it has Gotham in it, so. Gotham by Midnight, Grayson, Green Arrow. And I think people like that book, too. It's a good book. Is it? i just surprised people are reading it. I haven't read it. Yeah. Green Lantern, Harley Quinn, Justice League, Justice League United, Lobo, which, What? Secret Six, Sinestro, New Suicide Squad, Superman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Teen Titans, and Wonder Woman. So it's, it's oh it's, good. It's basically all like big three or big like it's all Justice League. I'm glad Teen Titans made the cut. I'm glad Grayson made the cut because Grayson's a good book. But of course Grayson's gonna make the cut. How? Why? Of course. Because it's an amazing book and an amazing character. Like people love Grayson. I, they love like, the character, but that doesn't mean they'll read the book. No, they they're reading it and they're loving it. I'm just saying, Wonder Woman doesn't always have a a book. People love Wonder Woman more than they love Dick Grayson. We'll have to agree to disagree on that one. Yeah, you think people like Dick Grayson more than Wonder Woman? Like, you, which one do you you think? What you think? Dick Grayson is more popular. Wonder Woman is, po and I know you've said. 
this before or you said something similar mm-hmm. wonder woman is popular in that people know who she is uh-huh but people are more interested in grayson mm. so it's like yeah people know wonder woman but they don't necessarily care. like they like her in theory is basically okay wonder woman see and i i hear you on that i i guess i guess i thought i think i feel that same way about dick grayson though no people actually do love dick grayson all right, I, I I'll believe Everyone you. Everyone loves Dick. <laughs> Oz loved Dick Grayson. <laughs> you know Oz. Oh yeah, we know him. <laughs> yeah, he's the fifth member of the Fantastic Forum. <laughs> Damn it, Joe. Oh poor Oz, demoted, replaced by the TV. Uh, another cast member has been added to AMC. Oh, are you done with that? Story? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Another cast member has been added to AMC's small screen take on Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon's insanely brilliant comic series, Preacher. <laughs> Taking on the role of Arseface. Arseface. A.K.A. Eugene Root will be young Ian Coletti, who played the title role in the 2013 film Jimmy and as a regular on Fox's Rake last year. Jimmy. This is a Wait, unique. Who is watching Ray? I don't know. This is a unique character to say the least, and his depiction on screen will almost certainly be met with some controversy. He's nicknamed Arseface because after a failed suicide attempt, his ass, his face resembles an asshole. I'm paraphrasing the article because they didn't write that. So this guy is like a walking goatsy. No, no, he's not a walking goatsy. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Um. Here's how Deadline describes his TV incarnation. Even with his horribly disfigured face and severe speech impediment, Eugene's still the nicest kid you'll ever meet who really looks up to Jesse. Stomach churningly difficult to look at, Eugene's the town's reviled Frankenstein monster. But that won't change his earnest, sweet, and pure outlook on life. However, he is troubled by something terrible he's done in the past, something he fears may have turned God himself against him. Yeah. So it's your typical person with a dark past. I mean, what channels is show gonna be on? AMC. Oh. But yeah, that, I mean, like I don't know. In the comic, like everybody that looks at him throws up because he looks so disgusting. Are they gonna be able to pull it off like, on yeah. AMC? No. I don't. They might. I mean, they just have to make him look ugly and intelligible. I mean, it's hard to have faith. I just hope people like, win too much faith in AMC. Yeah. When the I just hope that when people watch this show, that they don't actually throw up. Why is it hard to have faith in AMC? Well, I mean, The Walking Dead is good, but it's such a divergence from the comic that when you have like them taking on another comic property, you know, I don't necessarily have faith that it'll be a Right. Like, I don't think it's going to be a... I think it'll be a good show, but what's in the comic is not necessarily going to be what's in the show. Right. I hear you on that. And they also... Look, the biggest thing is, what if people don't respond to it? You know? And then they're going to have to change shit around second season if they want to get a second season. And, you know, that's how shit goes sometimes. Um... They changed the character to a black lady, like one the girlfriend character. 
mm-hmm. which she has an okay look to her for that character, but I I pictured somebody like a young Courtney Love playing that character. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's not going to happen. No, <laughs> she's never going to be young again. Yeah. And then <laughs> I I don't know if they cast who's going to play Jesse, but we'll see. And who's going to be Cassidy? I don't know who's going to do that. I don't know. Like, it just seems so strange to, like, it It seems like a tough property to adapt just well, in general. Well, it's the people that brought you Green Hornet. <laughs> the movie? Yeah. <laughs> I like that movie. It wasn't much like the TV show. Yeah. I can't speak to the comic or the radio show. Well, it's also a different character, right? Than the... Uh, yeah, it is a different character. Is it? Yeah. It's the TV guy's son, right? I don't know if it's the... Are you talking about, like... Oh, you know what? It is his son. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is his son. Like, he he finds all that stuff. Right. Or not finds it, but I guess decides to... To use it. To take on that legacy or whatever. What? You saw you saw the movie, right? Yeah, he didn't find it. He made that, it. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't make it. His dad made it, didn't? No, Cato makes the gun, and the car, and like all the stuff. Like he was already just working on it for no reason. The father wasn't doing anything. The father wasn't the guy before. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm thinking about the wrong. Like he's the first Green Hornet. So what makes him decide? Well, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, it really is. Well, they're doing... It's a fun movie, though. It is a fun movie. Um, Yeah. I I don't know. That book is very blasphemous. Preacher. Uh Uh-huh. Like... (laughs) I was like, Green Hornet? (laughs) Well... (laughs) I was like, why? What happened? Like, Jesse Custer fucking grabs God by the throat and tells him to go fuck himself. And that he's gonna kill him if he doesn't do. <laughs> Tiger Claw, don't don't do that, Tiger Claw. Don't do that. No more. I gotta give it to him. That was well timed. That was pretty good. Like what? So it's blasphemous, yeah. and you're so you're thinking that's not gonna make it on on the yeah, TV. I don't think so. like they actually show God. Well, I mean, they do that in South Park. Yeah, what mean, does God look like in the comic? Why don't you read the fucking comic? We'll find out. <laughs> uh, I was about to say, <laughs> I was like, sorry, I was like, you know, I was waiting for it to be like, you know what, I'm gonna go do that. I'm like, okay, there, there it is. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Like, I wanna, I don't wanna be like you're talking about having your hopes up. I don't wanna have my hopes up and. Uh, be disappointed, but I am also kind of excited to see it because I want to see it. Right. Right. But you know, you want to see what it looks like, how it turns out. Yeah. Like honestly, I think the casting, the guy that's playing Arseface, I think is a good pick. Mm-hmm. Only that that kid looks like Toy Man that's playing them. Oh, which one? The kid that's gonna play Arseface. I'll show you. He looked like Toy Man. Like the little doll Toy Man? Yeah. The, okay. I got you. 
oh my god, it's Toy Man. And then the arse face is next to him. That's what he looks like in the comic. Wow, that he's ser- why does he look like Toy Man? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he does Shit. look like Toy Man. <laughs> wow. Why That's he, weird. Why does he look so much like Toy like Man? Yeah, the, the hair and everything. Yeah. I like That's crazy. Oh, he won't look much like Toy Man after the, all that makeup. Yes, but if you read the comic, the dude's like a Nirvana fan, like grungy, hillbilly kind of. Like, he looks like he'll be a Pantera fan, you know? Dude, who do I have to write to to get that guy in the next Superman movie? Well. <laughs> There's no Toy Man in the yeah. Superman movie. There should be. It should be him. Like, they should write a part just for that guy. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he could pull off the look before he actually com- tries to commit suicide. But I, it's a small part. Like, they could, they might even cut that out and just allude to it. Right. Yeah. Um. His arc, Arsface's arc is really good, actually. Like, he finds... He finds the hillbilly girl that's so inbred that she only has one eye. But she sees him as like Matthew McConaughey, even though he's arse face. And then he doesn't mind that she has one eye because <laughs> his face looks like an asshole. So, <laughs> yeah, so they fall in love. Spoilers. Spoilers. But yeah, it, it's. I think if done well, there's a lot of things that, that happen at the beginning that come back around. And I think if it's done well and they don't change it up, like, you would have some cool stuff coming back around. Like, you know, episode six of the second season is like, oh, shit, that's what happened in the first episode. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, just little things you see in the background. You know, Garth Ennis, um, Brian Azzarello, they write in that style where you got to look at the background in the panels because yeah. there's conversations going on in the background. Right. And they come up later. So, reading Preacher... You know, I, I re about a year or two ago I reread it from beginning to end again. Mm-hmm. And like doing that was actually a real treat because there's stuff that I missed from <laughs> reading it the first time around. Mm-hmm. I was okay. reading it when it was still coming out. I remember waiting for Preacher to come out. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I talked too much about Preacher, but I'll, I don't check, think so. I'll check out the first episode. <laughs> Thanks, we Joe. have to. You made me sit through powers. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, I did. But you're trying to make me sit through I Zombie. No, I was going to talk about it whether you watched it or not. It's Larry that tried to do that. Well, yeah, you should watch the show. He should, but there's a lot of shows that he should have watched that didn't. He didn't. Like what? An ordinary Family. No, no, I didn't even get to the second season. I'm good. From the creative team behind Flash. You know <laughs> how I feel about Flash. The TV show? Yeah. No, how do you feel? I like it. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not... It's wrong, yeah. but it's fun. But I don't want to be right. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll go to break, and we'll come back and talk about iZombie. Unless you have another news story. Nah, I'm good. Okay. There, okay. there is some. There is. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. There, you said the Flash, and there is some uh, images of Mark Hamill as the Trickster. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it in the. I did not. Tell us the story, Tiger Claw. You you've earned this this. No. Uh, well, is uh, 
it's on comic book movie. They just posted images of Mark Hamill as a trickster in the Flash because he's playing an older version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I I read it that it said he's reprising his role as a trickster. Do you know anything about that? Yep, he was in the original. Oh really? As a trickster? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was in the 1990 TV show. Jeez. Yeah, that's why they brought him back. And they said they were going to do him age appropriate, so that's why I'm kind of curious what they're going to do. Huh. So, but then, well, how is it going to be age appropriate if there was no Flash before? It's going to be so great when I guess Barry... he's going to be, a, gonna be a, a, just an insane dude. What happens is Barry Allen's going to go too fast and cross into that dimension, and he's going to follow him back. Yeah, they already hinted towards the time travel <laughs> stuff. In the yeah, episode. big time. <laughs> Can't wait. It's like this fool's gonna have like a whole delusion. He's like, "Oh, I fought you before already." And it's like, "That was your dementia." <laughs> but now you're real. Crazy. All right, it's fantastic form. We'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back to Fantastic Forum on allgames.com. Real quick, we're talking about Flash and the in the last episode of Arrow, they had Murmur. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which I don't think they did them right. No? You know Murmur, right? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I don't know. I'm like two episodes behind. Or maybe one. I don't know. Not that far. I haven't seen Murmur yet. 
Murmur? So, <laughs> murmur. Yeah. Like heart murmur. Okay. <laughs> like like Tiger Claw. Tiger I'm your murmur. Tiger Claw is Vaughn today. Like, <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I forgot uh, to tell him I was coming today. It's okay. He'll live. We'll see him hopefully next week, maybe, if you're here. Uh, I should mention t- uh, Hotel Lottery for for San Diego Comic Con if you guys are going. So that's happening. Also, actually, I guess I should mention just because I saw the the Arkham game thing here, featurette thing they're talking about. But they there was an announcement uh, or some extra details for uh, the Harley Quinn DLC that's coming to that Arkham Knight game. I feel bad. I still haven't finished She's any of those games. No, she's gonna be a playable character. She is. Yeah, Harley Quinn DLC. Interesting. Harley Quinn and Red Hood DLC. There for was that. a news story about what Harley Quinn's gonna be like about her outfits in the movie. Oh, uh, I believe it. I just, I'm just curious about about how she's gonna traverse around the city. Yeah, that's I a mean, you that's know, interesting. Because cow- like Batman will glide around and he has the car and. He has like the grappling hook. That's like, yeah, like. And remember, she's just gonna run and, around. Remember, and, and, yeah. Well, and remember, in Catwoman, when when Catwoman was playable, she moved around by just whipping through buildings and stuff like that. Hmm. I didn't. I did not know that because I didn't play it. No, I mean, I mean, it, it you was. Know, it was quite a like, weak. Like mechanic. she could swing around buildings using the whip. It was a weak mechanic. It wasn't. It didn't yeah, look good. Because that whip was reaching way further than it should be able to in reality, you know, that mm. type of thing. She was like Spider-Man? Yeah, it's like almost Indiana like, Jones. I mean, she would have had web shooters who would be a little <laughs> bit more realistic. She's like Indiana Jones. You can't be 200 feet away from a building and grab onto it with a whip. Or can you? Oh, no, you can't. Maybe you're Catwoman. You ever been Catwoman? The way she climbed up a building was a little bit more real. Well, not really, considering she was jumping away from the building and landing back on, but it's a video game. What are you going to do? So She's Spider-Man. I mean, with Batman and his gadgets, that made sense. But her just using the whip. She's a cat burglar. She could have had the same gear. <laughs> and is her primary weapon going to be her mallet? I think so, actually. But, you know. The hyenas are going to come out in the movie. Are they, Are you being serious or are you messing with me? That's what the article said that I was talking about. Now, see, but the hyenas aren't hers. Well, the Joker's going to come out, too. Yeah, but I don't want that much Joker. You if if Joker's there and his hyenas and Harley Quinn, guess what? This is a Batman movie. Hey, I didn't they, think they of... say that. Yeah, they say they say this version of Harley Quinn will be a little more like the the Batman animated series one. Wait, because you said I the hyenas they're, are they're taking some influence from that. Are Joker's? Yeah, but she keeps them after. But still, because they and aren't they in Gotham City Sirens? Um. That I don't remember. The hyenas belong to Joker. But I know in the cartoon, like, she was the one that took care of the hyenas. They're the Joker's hyenas. He's the one that six among people. They're yeah, like kids. They like, him. he just impregnated her and then... No, no, the, the hyenas like Harley. Harley's the one that takes care of him. Joker don't give a damn. Right, like, they bit Joker. Who six the hyenas on people? Well, Harley. They, Actually, they, Harley. they did bite Joker when they were protecting Harley, right? Or something like yeah, that? that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One when they were protecting Harley, and another one when Harley was uh, gone. Yeah, like they bit him. He didn't. He couldn't hold on to him or whatever. Yeah, 
If yeah, the hyenas are going to be, care in the movie, to they're take probably going to be. I love that the hyenas are going to be in the movie. They're probably just going to be CGI because there's no way they're going to bring <laughs> real life hyenas on the set. It's actually they're they're well trained st- hyenas, Dark Cloud. You don't understand. I mean, I saw District Nine. They're tameable. <laughs> anyway, let's let's move on before this, we could discuss this all. Like, I can't even get. To talk about why I love that he has hyenas. Let's go. Next to, <laughs> next topic. You don't want to talk about why you love Sark? I mean, it's probably something I'm too stupid to have realized before. Why? Oh, because they're laughing at you? They're laughing while they're like disemboweling shit. Yeah. You know, so a joker. Yeah, yeah, they're laughing hyenas. That's why they call them laughing hyenas. Yeah. It's good stuff. All right. Um, I Zombie premiered this past week. Yeah. This what was it, past Tuesday night on the CW. Yeah, and, huh? I think they took over Supernatural's time slot. Yeah, because I think Supernatural's moving to like Thursdays. Wednesday. I think, or, oh, Wednesday. There you go. So, uh, it is based on the book that you know we we all read and and loved. Uh, Some more than others <laughs> on both accounts. Yeah. Um. And so, but this show's brought. To us by the creators of Veronica Mars, and it stars uh, Liv <laughs> as a a fledgling zombie working as uh, what what's she work at, as in coroner. in is she a coroner? No, in the comic she's a grave digger. In the comic she's a grave digger, but in yeah. the show she's she starts off as a doctor, like starting out right. doctor, and then decides to be a coroner after her okay. accident. There you go, and so, uh, and her hijinks or her her life having to uh, be an undercover zombie, trying to satiate her need for brains and cover up the fact that she is technically undead. So, what do you think of it, Moses? Well, let me start off by apologizing to Chris Robertson and Mike Allred. <laughs> for cussing them out and cursing the ground they walk on when I started originally seeing the news stories mm. revolving this show. Yeah. Um, I was like, you talk about books that nobody reads. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was probably one of the few people I know that read that book. Yeah. And the only reason I read it because you told me to. Right. And sure enough, it gets, it, it gets a, a movie deal. Now, I think that's probably why they were able to change it because not enough men, not enough people read it to be able to like, oh no, we got to do it like this. Right. You know? I think there's a sweet spot where you can't change certain things because so many people have read it. Yeah. And you know, and changing it because it doesn't matter if you anger those people because it's not that many, and then it doesn't matter because nobody read it. Uh huh. But um, yeah, the new stories around the release and concept of this show were very misleading <laughs> because they basically said that they changed the character from the comic like they, they because did. they didn't read it so they're like oh yeah she's not going to be a grave digger like they didn't mention that none of the characters from the comic are in the show right. <laughs> like they they didn't know the comic so they just thought that that's what the comic was right which shows they have no business reporting <laughs> on this medium and it angers me that we've been doing this close to nine years and we still only have eight listeners 
<laughs> but, <laughs> but that's a whole other point. I digest. We'll get one more this year. Yeah. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so this show basically takes on uh, Liv's life changing after this uh, flash zombie apocalypse, uh, which happens on a little small scale, which is great. <laughs> Sorry. No problem. My, my uh, microphone here. Um, and, and yeah, basically, I love that it keeps certain things from the comic and it basically just the feel mm-hmm. um, and the little dynamics of how she gets the memories of the corpses and brain she eats mm-hmm. and what she does with it. Mm-hmm. But none of the characters are the same. And even in the comic, like you'll get a one shot that happens with a character they're going to introduce or a character. There's characters that go off and do their own thing and you never see them again in those little one, one shots. Mm-hmm. And then there's characters that had, they have introduced and they'll show their story and it's a whole different thing. Right. Like even though this character, this, you know, I'm talking about Ellie at this point, the ghost mm-hmm. chick. Yeah. Like she deals with these different wear terriers and, you know, people that are chimps but mm-hmm. are still people and then the zombie people but then they show a one shot where she's just talking to nothing but ghosts right and that like that's cool like that universe is any monster you can think of will exist in there yeah any type of different zombie that you think of will exist there whether it's a voodoo zombie a satellite radiation zombie right. a biological warfare zombie and you know the only thing that I could see them messing up is the whole oversoul, undersoul thing yeah. that they explain in the comics as to why she has the ability to still be uh, kind of self-aware and still have her personality except for the need to eat brains. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just one of the, one thing that they could fuck up that it's a big thing, but the they may not still, even they might. Yeah, they stay don't, away from it they might not even have to deal with it. Um. So yeah, so I enjoyed it, and that's why I apologize to Mike Allred and Chris Robertson because I don't know if it was their doing or they're like, yeah, you know, if yeah. you're gonna mess it up, don't do this. Right. I think DC sold it from under them, <laughs> but mm. I, I don't know because I know he was on bad terms with DC when he left because he was having editorial problems. Right. So he just started Monkey Brain Comics, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, and he left. But either way, he's getting paid, and you don't have to work for it this point for that it's yeah. crazy because i i know like i really didn't want to like this show oh, i didn't either i really didn't I, I always say that this show is good is a lot more boring when i like something <laughs> like it stifles my creativity my ability to like think of an insult on the fly <laughs> is stifled by my liking something mm-hmm. that's because your insult skills are weak that's all <laughs> maybe aka you're not a hater <laughs> It's like, yeah, but no, it's one of those things where I wanted to dislike it, but, um, and, and by all means, it, it, it is different from the comic. And while I would have preferred to see the comic book brought to life right. on the screen, what I did actually end up seeing, I enjoyed because it's charming, which is kind of weird when you're thinking about like a zombie TV show, but it definitely like, it finds its own lane, no question, because, I mean, I'm sure there's some people that were, like, thinking, oh, another zombie thing. And right. it's like, 
I well, we zombie. had Vaughn do it here, and I right, right. smacked him on his bald head. Exactly. Because iZombie, as a comic book, is not your typical zombie it book. It transcends the zombie genre. Right. It, the monster genre, really. Yeah. But the the TV show turns out that, I mean, it's, it's definitely not your typical zombie TV show as well. And uh, it, was, it was fun. And, and it left you with... Enough for you to be like, you know what? I want to see the next episode. Yeah. So it's a show that doesn't take itself seriously during the zombie apocalypse. Well, the thing is, the zombie apocalypse isn't an apocalypse. It's a flash zombie apocalypse, kind of like a flash flood, <laughs> where it just comes and is gone. It's just like in a in a it's a concentrated one little section. Right, and then they all die because it happened in the boat while they're out in the lake, and then the boat caught fire. And everybody died. <laughs> but um, uh, it, I don't know. See, it's, it's interesting because it's not so much as that it doesn't take it so seriously. It's just light, which is different. You know, right. it's like because it's and, not tug and cheek. And yeah, and it's light on the uh, there's no gore or anything like that. There's a little. I wouldn't say so. I mean, she scooped out a brain so and put it in ramen. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it looked like the house series is like on uh, on a later hour, right? Because maybe if, a little bit if, yeah. if it involves zombies, it has to be. On well, a it also hour, follows no Flash. Way. Yeah, it's it's so, not it's not like yeah, it's, it's not, not even halfway to The Walking Dead or not even a quarter so way to as far as Gore is concerned. PG thirteen then. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, but and it, it sells the comic too, by the way. Right, right. It's not like the comic. Is is light too, but it's not. Don't confuse it with not taking itself seriously because it's not like it's a comedy, right? It it's just it's just that it has funny moments. Yeah, it's like I mean, did you guys watch Veronica Mars? I didn't. No. Well, for people that did, like you can definitely see the that the guy who brought this together did that before because it's. Similar, like in tone, in tone. and uh, even characterization, a little bit. Like they're different characters, but they have you know, it echoes of that. Yeah, that like uh, different, slightly different take on a procedural investigative show. Yeah, and that's something I can say that it did do was, I mean, it was a procedural, but it didn't feel like it, and that's cool. One thing I liked was uh, it does take. Because it, it the the stuff that it does borrow from the comic is the light tone, mm-hmm. but also how the characters like they're hip to pop culture references, so they kind of speak in pop culture culture references. Yeah, which they do in the comic a lot, right? And they do in the book too. I mean, in the show too. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that because yeah. it, say- it feels like the comic. Yeah. Would you say this show is a little more tonally to Buffy the Vampire Slayer in a way? Versus what? I don't know. I mean, is I, it just I, like Bobby has all these characters and stuff like that, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I mean, the tone itself. I mean, it like With the tone. The, elements. the tone is probably similar yeah, to know, Buffy. But, yeah. It's just like you know, Buffy's definitely more action heavy, and could be a little darker. Yeah. That's true too. I guess Even though this might get darker, it could be. It could, um, but 
maybe Buffy the Vampire movie. <laughs> yeah. More like on that, on that level. Well, the movie is more comedic. Though. Right. But it's not like full on comedy. Yeah, no, it's not. It's just humorous. Right. And less action. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It'll be interesting to see what happens because I'm just like, I, is she going to end up being like, are there only going to have zombies, you think? Or do you think they'll bring in the other monsters? I think, excuse me, this monster is making me burp. Uh. Oh, I'm sorry. It was my mic on. Um, I think they're going to cool off a little bit and wait before they show other other monsters because they got to see how this is going to work out. Mm. You know? What kind of monsters are we talking about? There's a Frankenstein. There's a cat, a werecat. There's a mummy. There's a ghost. Werecat. Yeah. <laughs> There's a where there basically any animal you can think of. There's a where of, because of the way the souls travel when people die. Or like for example, like if I if I'm alive, but an animal soul gets uh, caught in my body when it's trying to pass into the afterlife, like I'm gonna become if it's a, a you know a panther, I'll become the were panther. And there's a vampire involved as well, right? Yeah, there's vampires. There's several vampires. So pretty much all your horror monsters. It definitely like starts off with the universal monsters and then they build up from there. There's um I mean like even like the group of there's like yeah, like the group of uh government assassins are led by four different types of monsters, one of them being a sentient zombie too. You know, the dead president. Nice. Yeah. And there's like there's a Russian Frankenstein <laughs> which is something that they try to do like in the Cold War. Like some some shit they were is trying out. There's a mummy out. in there as well? Yeah, there's a mummy. Okay. Yeah. There's so. Cthulhu. <laughs> the blob? No. There might be a blob. There's definitely is room for it. The blob. There's the stuff. <laughs> oh, good lord. Tre- tremors. The stuff. I, can't, I still remember, I, that I damn, can't I still remember the cover of that damn thing. Universal Monsters. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. That cover was disturbing. And there's the scariest thing of <laughs> For all. The of stuff. The, the, oh, what was on the cover of the stuff? No, it was, it was uh, somebody trying to run away from their fridge because some of it spilled. It was like all you saw was the light of the fridge, the door open, the person reaching out, and they're covered in the stuff. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, it's a horror movie. You wouldn't have looked at it. <laughs> That's probably true. But Even yeah, though the they had the is... most horrifying covers back then for like horror movies. Now they're all the same. It's like the girl on the floor with her hand reaching out from whatever. The, like, they used to be like some seriously horrifying covers. Well, they were like uh, album covers back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Unique. Now it's it's just like album covers now. It's just, hey, put the person up there and make sure they're in a provocative pose and get something that points to what the show might be about and that's it. 
<laughs> Indeed. So, I zombie. I guess we like it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I give it five we ramen have, brains out of five. We have to let Joe see it, see what he thinks. Maybe Joe will watch it. It wasn't on demand. No. It wasn't. Mm-mm. You still have it on DVR? I don't know. I don't think so. Huh. No. It's on Hulu if you have it. Yeah. I mean, it'll be on free Hulu, right? It should. Yeah, I don't the see first episode. I don't see why CW would not do that because they got to get people to watch it. Right. Maybe they're like. I don't have a computer though. No worry, you'll 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 have time. There's hmm? computers around. Where? You can watch it on your phone. Computers here. Not the if the phone you charges you. Yeah. I got a computer. Unless you. Okay, I'll use yours. Unless you connect it to a Wi-Fi. No. What? What are you talking about, Tiger Claw? I mean, so you don't get charged. No, you. They still Just charge you. to Who? your Wi-Fi. No, Tiger Claw, Hulu charges you. You're talking about Hulu. Yeah, Hulu charges you if you don't watch it on the computer. The end. I guess get a laptop then. (laughs) Yeah, luckily they're free. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go out and buy a $500 laptop so I can watch iZombie. That's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is the creators of Veronica Mars are a little tiffed at your tone. <laughs> They're like, hey, we're worth a laptop at least, maybe two. <laughs> like, hey. Dude, I don't, I don't know what show is good CW enough that I would lately. do that. Legend of Korra. I wouldn't buy a whole laptop for it. It's messed up. I might buy that though and just watch it. You can watch it for free. How? Can't you watch it at nick.com on a computer? Man, you and your computers, hey, like, they're hey. just everywhere. They're uh, not. You can watch it on Nick. They're one place. <laughs> okay, first of all, computers are more than one place. That's number one. <laughs> not ones that I can use to no. watch Cora. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're talking about oh, watching all those episodes? Well, there is a place where you can watch all the cartoons for free. Uh-oh. We don't condone that. But I, I'm not going to say it on air. <laughs> Thanks, Tiger Claw. We appreciate your should integrity. Should we get into Hawkeye next, I guess? We should, it we, is nine. We should. We should. Uh, we, we do have a caller. Caller, you're the... Uh, what are you? You're the friggin' eighth member of Fantastic Forum? <laughs> Tell us who you are, where you're calling from, what you want to talk about. Jesus Christ, eight? Eight. I mean, ho- I mean, uh, good golly, eight? That's eight. Good. Okay, I'm Derek H. I'm calling from Glendale for Wendell. For Wendell. I was just calling to talk about comic book stuff. You guys was talking about that iZombie thing. I guess now I'm gonna be talking about Hawkeye. So Yeah, did you read Hawkeye? No, I can't I'm done with com- I told you I'm telling you an entire comic book industry, I'm done with comic books again. Yeah. Comic books are dead to me. Why would you be done with comics? That's where all the good stuff is. I they they finished up uh the last good comic I was reading. She and it ended in a bad way. So I was like, I'm done. I got nothing else. 
She-Hulk? Uh, no, I gave up on that a long time ago. I was re- uh, the in Injustice, what the comic book that was that that was only good because it had nothing to do with any other comic book. Uh, the it finally ended its uh, I guess third season. Yeah, because season three, issue twelve. What happened? Why? What? What? What did it do to you that made you so bad? It was a nothing ending. Like it just stopped, and I was like, okay, so nothing like. Nothing. It's not the fact that nothing was resolved. I understand that the story has to go on because the story goes on forever. But the little mini story they set up didn't really even end. And so I was like, so, and everything like almost like a. You ever had a feeling when you watch a good episode of Star Trek, and then at the end, you just know that something in the last five minutes is going to happen and set everything back and and hit the reset button. Mm Mm-hmm. That's kind of what this felt like, and I was mm. like, "Huh." Well, but doesn't uh, doesn't that series end where the game begins? Well, I guess that game never begins because that series is never has not yet to get. Yeah, never got to the part where the game starts. They they were setting up for it to be five years before any seasons a year, right? <laughs> Isn't that what it was? I don't, I don't know. I thought Injustice was the story that led to the game Injustice. That's well, what I that thought. After season, like they could do that after the first season of Injustice. Right. I know they could have, but they didn't because it was still selling. It, it was popular. Right, and so <laughs> they're not leaving money on the table. Right, and so I thought they were just like figuring out a new way to get to the same point, but but they didn't do that, huh? They didn't end it at the game's no, they, beginning. They brought in magic users and. Just like every time uh, comics bring in magic, they're like, oh, we have no ha- idea how to use magic because magic can do anything. And so when you, when you give that kind of power to a writer, they always screw it up. And so they, are got, they got to a point where they're like, oh, we don't know how to fix a problem uh, with magic. So we're just going to pretend it's done. And everybody walks away. And that's it. That sounds sucky. That's it. That's sad. I don't want to give spoilers in case somebody wants to read and like tell exactly why I was so upset with it. But like, it, like I reread the last, I had to reread the last three issues to try to understand what happened, and it still didn't make any sense. And I was like, oh, they're trying to do this, this, and this. That doesn't make any sense. And if that does make sense, they could have did that like in episode one, series one, issue one. You know, but they, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? That's why I don't read comic books. It just reiterated a fact why I don't read. The only comic book I'm going to read is the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Tur- Turtles where Donatello dies, because I love it when turtles die. <laughs> That's messed up. Spoilers. I'm going to buy, t- buy two copies of that. That's messed up. Just, just to let them know that when you kill turtles, sales go up. So hopefully Raphael will be next. <laughs> Let's say, you know, Michelangelo, a year from now, Michelangelo is going to bite the dust because they're going to got to... Some guys' rent payment is going to become due. Guess what? Got to kill Splinter. Yep. Gotta kill I would read a comic book with just Leonardo and all his brothers are dead. Like, I'd read that book because I know Leonardo would be in a dark place. That's where he needs to get to, though. Actually, also, I would think Raph would be the, I think Raph would be the one who be in the dark place. Nah, nah, that's Raph. why he has to die. The one that you expect to live can't live because that's just lazy writing. The The... the the weak one is the one that lives because now you have somewhere to go 
with that character. The weak one is Michelangelo. Well, he's going to die because he's weak, though. <laughs> like, Leonardo's the strong one. Yeah, but he's not that smart. Leonardo's the one who's... Like... Actually, Raph is the strong one. Oh, he's dead now. In my mind, they're all they're all dead. <laughs> they're all dead. Somebody didn't clean their water. If that's the case, why don't they just end the whole series and just write something new? Oh, that would be great. Uh, but see, uh, see nope. that's the end game. Derek is thinking about just start a new series got, and it, just come along. It could nope be that mutates. No, be, now because uh, after is the series going to continue on after issue fifty? Because there was a lot of speculation that the series would end by episode fifty by issue fifty, but the writers said that it's going to continue on after that. Look, once once that once that Donatello issue goes to the roof, Turtles going to be dying left and right. All that needs to happen is people need to start buying mutanimals, and they'll and they'll all of a sudden everybody will love mutanimals. The next issue when they see Donatello alive, I love it already. I've, I've already seen what the next issue is going to be. IDW has no love for for a turtle, so they have no problem telling everybody how how great Mutanimals actually, are if they get a deal. Just actually, wait until they get uh, a movie deal. Wait until wait until actually, Flash Eastman, get a movie deal. One of the writers. Then see what happens to your precious turtles. That's hilarious. Uh, actually, you Kevin Eastman is one of the writers for the IDW comics, so I think you no, know, all is going to be fine. For the next issue. <laughs> I love Tiger Claw Lodge. Because you know, TMNT is owned by Nick, and you know they're no, they don't want their characters to die in the comics. Not, Nickelodeon doesn't <laughs> care about goddamn comic books. Wait, does, they don't even know there was a comic book. Does Nickelodeon they, own the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? They, they don't own nothing. Yeah. No. Oh, I don't think uh, so. I mean, yeah, they, all, uh, they few produce... years ago, Peter Eastman and Laird sold the TMNT rights to Nickelodeon. Well, I mean, to make a cartoon, though, right? No, no, for everything. Nickelodeon is not in the comic book business. I don't believe that. Well, so, that's not true, Derek. And Nickelodeon is not in the comic book business. That's not true. They're in a little kid business. I don't there's know a what TMNT, there's you're a, talking there's about. There's a TMNT but... comic that's based on the Nickelodeon cartoon. <laughs> called TM, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures. John Tello's dead. Why, why are dead. all the kid comics adventures? Because you touch yourself at night. Because <laughs> they, they want, they want, they want to the, encourage little thing, kids though, to leave. They, they, they after they the show gets popular, they want to make comics book based on that show. So you end up having two different versions of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics. One for the kids and one for the older people. There, see, there's a problem. There should ne- not be a... When you say a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle for the older people, right there, you're already in trouble. I don't think so. It was ID- already for the older people. It's, right. It was always for the older people. Right. That's where you can start Ninja Turtles. Yeah, but that's... Uh, right, that so was Hawkeye number one, written by Jeff in the Lemire. 80s, and it was for younger people, and now it's going back and forth. Is this Hawkeye about the real Hawkeye let's, or the fake one? Look, you know what? Let's see, if, let's see if we can convince Derek to buy Hawkeye number one. We get extra points if we convince Tiger Claw to read it. <laughs> I'm not even going to look. It's already uh, nine. I ain't convincing nobody. <laughs> My contract if I don't says know about Hawkeye. I'll just watch the clock. movies. If um, <laughs> like, if you wanted to convince me to convince, like I'm only doing the time that I didn't get to do because Zombie Cast was still on. 
<laughs> but I, usually I'm out, out of here at nine. So go ahead. Please continue about Hawkeye number one. Hawkeye number one. All new Hawkeye, actually. It's called uh, because it's well, number one. And uh, because they have a new creative team. It's uh, Jeff Lemire and uh, was it Ramon? Ramon I'm Perez? Oh, whoa. Whoa. wait a minute. Now Jeff Lemire is fantastic. In fact, I mean, aren't Jeff Lemire and Matt Fraction like friends in real life? Um, maybe. I know uh, the Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire yeah. are friends in real life. I do know that. But I thought Matt Fraction and Jeff Lemire had a relationship. They might. Like, I I feel, I, they I, came, they're like that same generation of writers. I feel like I feel like they share beers at Comic Con bars. Well, no, uh, the Matt Fraction is a friend of Bill W. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, some bad shit happened, but I oh. don't know what it is. I'll find out. <laughs> so, uh, Derek H asked. Probably the most pertinent question Is this joint about Clint Barton Hawkeye Or is this about Kate Bishop Hawkeye And uh, the answer is It is about both uh, Because it's Two Hawkeyes in the same comic Two Hawkeyes in the Hold same comic Hold your questions for the end <laughs> and it's but, nine, it's, It is now <laughs> 920 What? Technically I, I'm walking out the door But I'm doing this for you guys there. So go ahead Larry <laughs> So, uh, this initial story has both Hawkeyes in it. And uh, I, I think that that's probably, even though um, technically the first volume of, or not, well, I guess not the first volume, but Fractions Hawkeye had both both characters in it, they were really kind of just talking. And then they kind of go off on their own. Other, hey, Hawkeye, hey, what's hey. up, Hawkeye? Can you mute them or hang up on them? <laughs> I said wait till the end. <laughs> Look, we'll give it one more chance. <laughs> like, so, uh, um, they don't really like adventure together much in the in that in Fractions Hawkeye. They kind of just discuss things, and eventually they kind of get back together or whatnot. But it's more them just kind of hanging out or supporting each other emotionally. But in this, they're actually adventuring together. And that's kind of... I mean, it's different. It's different. And it's interesting to see their dynamic in an actual adventure. Uh, because Or an actual, like, superheroing. Because in this initial issue, they're, they're basically infiltrating an aim base. Which is kind of standard fare for... But it's in Antarctica. Right. For standard fare for... A Hawkeye, whether you're talking about Bishop or Barton, but uh, yeah, it is in Antarctica, and they're looking for something, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. I think uh, I think Lemire does a pretty good a pretty good job of capturing the personalities, the both like how these characters are like and how they're different. Um, and I think that the art also supports that as well which is kind of interesting because uh not only not only i mean of course the characters look different but there are little subtleties in this book too with how the characters operate in regards to like just i mean even how they shoot their arrows and such it's like it's pretty good it's like it it i mean one of the main things you when you're talking comics you always want an artist that 
can tell a story. And you want, I mean, and that sounds obvious, but not every artist can. And, you know, it's like one of those things where there's a difference between somebody who is trying to tell a story that's dependent on the word bubbles and somebody that can tell you a story without them. And I feel like uh, right here, Perez is one of those artists that can kind of do it without one or without them. What are your thoughts, Mo? Uh, I I agree with you. I, I initially I had only read three pages, and I was like, "Man, this is this is the best Hawkeye book I've read." <laughs> but I hadn't read I haven't read um, Fractions Fractions Run because it's one of those things. I'm like, oh, I'm waiting till it gets canceled. That way, I'll just read everything. Right. But it's still you know it ended, and this is new transition. Yeah. yeah so I guess I have to go back. Um, and I read uh, Jim McCann's like Hawkeye Mockingbird, which does that the characteristics well of the mm-hmm. two different right but complementing each other right. in a combat and team scenario but um yeah i i'm not kidding and it might sound a little weird but i could read just a whole book on just that flashback scene like just mm-hmm. clint barton as a little kid yeah like dealing with what the shit he dealt with. Like I want to read that story. Yeah. More so. Like I, th- I think that story kind of upstaged what's the, happening. What's yeah. happening uh. in the actual book because mm-hmm. that that like even the art style and that like yeah. and it's still the same artist, but it's just two yeah because polar opposite styles. Yeah, because he does like a watercolor kind like, of yeah thing. almost dreamscape. Yeah. And um yeah I could I could read I could read that I I wish. Like Jeff Lemire's probably getting too much work right now, so he's not drawing because mm-hmm. he's also an artist, mm-hmm. and I love his art because it looks it, it, he has his own style. Mm-hmm. Some I don't know if like some people might not think it's good. I think it's great, and it fits like even when he did like uh, some of the scenes in the Animal Man book that he did. Mm-hmm. Like they're totally different to what the style they were doing towards the end, and right. it still fit. Mm-hmm. And I, if he would have done the the um, flashback scenes, man, that would have been really cool for me. Yeah, I I, I really want to see that Clint Barton childhood story. Yeah, like it, I don't know, I don't know where they could put that out. Like <laughs> they can't do that on main Marvel because I I I think I'm probably the only one that would buy that. <laughs> I mean, it might you might get more of it in the next few issues. Yeah, but I just want to read that. I, I don't. I don't need to see them fighting aim. Like aim ain't even that much. Well, no, there was Hydra in this in this one. Was it Hydra? Yeah, it was Hydra. But you know these insert Hydra, generic. Yeah. World conquering organization here. And these because the costume was that yellow H. It was green with the yellow H. Uh huh. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I, it just. I mean, it's it's not about Hydra. No, I know, but yeah. it, honestly, like that's just a filler people to fight. Like mm-hmm. any, they didn't fight Madam Hydra. Right. You know, they fought right. these fucking random Hydra random drones. Like they were having, they were bickering over their Bluetooth headset <laughs> while fighting these motherfuckers. Right. It's like I, Clint Barton's dad, was more of a threat in this book than those <laughs> Hydra motherfuckers. So I, I want to. I was more compelled by that story, it's, which is a testament to both the writer and artist. And it, I can see why. They don't do written by and drawn by in the credits in these books. Mm-hmm. They'd say storytellers. Yeah. In these Marvel niche books, they do the the yeah the storytellers, and they don't tell you who does what. 
Right. Because it's like they're together. I, right. I, I don't know if they. I don't know who picks the the team, but mm-hmm. whoever. Good matchmakers. Yeah, they they yeah. do. Except for She Hulk, they do good <laughs> shit. <laughs> but it's interesting because um, another interesting aspect of this book, because you did mention the um, the flashback scenes, is is and, and this is something that Fraction's book did start, but in a different way is exploring the relationship between Hawkeye and and his brother. Mm-hmm. Um which you know is is or becomes a villain in his own right. Right. Um and so it's like which he's he's was it's Trickshot. I think he goes by mm-hmm. and I think he eventually does change his name and you know I mean he was Hawkeye as part of the Dark Avengers for a hot second but um you know his his whole or the whole thing with him uh and his brother like being alike but different enough to kind of go down different paths is something that fraction touches upon and it seems like Lemire uh is is going to touch upon or continue with in this series which is which is cool cuz it's a good relationship and it's like like it's really easy with these two guys and and well actually these two teams and how they writ, wrote and draw, drew these books um to see to sympathize and see like how these two guys are pretty much the same dude that just makes slightly different choices so yeah I, it's crazy cuz i remember feeling totally that hawkeye is one of these guys that should not have his own book yeah and uh, uh, Matt Fraction made me eat crow for what, twenty something issues? Yeah, twenty seven. Something like that. Yeah, like damn near thirty issues, and you know, I, I I enjoyed it every time, and it looks like Jeff Lemire and friggin' uh, uh, Ramon Perez are getting ready to help me eat crow for however many issues they decide to do this run too. Like I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if this book continues the Hawkeye award-winning streak. This book has hot girl syndrome written all over it. And I want no part of it. Interesting. I don't even know what that um, means. I have a question. Um, we have the, answers. Uh, the comic has two two uh, Hawkeyes. Now, do these Hawkeyes ever have any animosity toward each other? Like, uh, do they ever argue about who's the better archer? Yes. Not animosity, but okay. They, there's a friendly, competitive streak, like right. rivalry. Yeah, yeah a rivalry. friendly rivalry is mm-hmm. probably the best way to put it. Because mm-hmm. they're still teaming up and they're operating, and you know. Right. Here's what I mean by hot girl syndrome, and this is what happened to the first Hawkeye. Doesn't have to, uh, everybody loves the hot girl. Walks in a room, everybody says, "Oh, you look great." Oh, you're actually smart too. You're you you look great and you're smart. You're you're so you're such a hot, perfect girl. And they say, you know, she's like, oh, I don't have to work as hard anymore. I don't have to come in. I don't have to come into work every day. I can just come in on Thursdays. And they say, you know, the hot girls only coming in one day a week. And they say, you know, the hot girl only coming in one day a month. And you say, hey, remember that hot girl? She ain't so hot no more. Because that's what happened to Hawkeye. All of a sudden, oh, this is a great comic that I bought four months ago, <laughs> waiting for the next co- issue to come out. 
Yeah. Oh, that was a great storyline that they just dropped and went to a different storyline because they got tired of it for a little while. That's what happened to the first Hawkeye. That is, and I'm not true. ready to go through that again. I I don't know if Lemire and Perez will do that, but they might. I think they have a a plan because of the whole battle world shit. Mm-hmm. So shits and like especially the shit in the little boutique books, as Larry likes to call them. Those are are they start? There's like starting now because they have an end in mind. I believe. Mm. Um, yeah. So you're thinking like this series only lives as long at, or lives to the end of Secret Wars? To the beginning. <laughs> to the to the beginning. Yeah, I, I don't. I I think see, it look just from the amount of like previews and shit that we get mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. I think they're gonna bust a flashpoint. Yeah, and the whole and, line. Yeah, you're just not gonna get any of the books you normally get. You're just gonna get Secret Wars shit. I mean, they are doing a Secret Wars everything. Yeah. I saw, I, I didn't realize because I didn't, you know, I hadn't read, I finally got to read the epilogue oh, for yeah. Spider-Verse. Yeah. And I saw, I was like, oh, Shrek, they're going to do a a friggin' Secret Wars Spider-Verse? I was like, well, how's that going to work? But I guess they did it. Like, you know, they done messed around and tied Secret Wars into the end of Spider-Verse. And I was like. Have you read Spider-Gwen 2? I haven't read Spider Gwen one. Uh, I have Spider Gwen two though. Spider, it's a Spider Gwen team up with Spider Ham. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> it's tight. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna check it out. The boss is scared to say anything on Hot Girl because uh, she, she might walk out. She might quit, and boss needs Hot Girl working at working at the job because <laughs> she's the one that brings all the cup the customers in. So no, so the guys at Marvel can't say anything to the guys over at Hawkeye. Say, hey, maybe you guys need to be on time. One thing I'll tell you about hot girls that I learned from my experience in dealing with certain hot girls is that if one gets away, they're like a bus. If one gets away, there's another one around the corner. That's what happened. To, that's what happened to Fraction. And look, and here it is. That's the next hot chick in the corner. And guess what? When this one gets starts putting on a few pounds. Another one will come out. I'll tell you what. Just enjoy each hot chick as it comes. That's what happened to She-Hulk. Nah, that was never a hot chick. Look, She-Hulk I, started out as a hot chick. The new series? Yeah. The first ep- the first issue, the first three issues, that was a hot girl right there. Like, they were slacking off on that art. The art uh, i tell you, none, none of these boutique books are, are what are bringing the customers in <laughs> at Marvel. It's like... They're getting critical acclaim, and there's some people that read yeah, them. It, look, this is like almost for yeah. It's, they want to give us good quality shit, right? Right. This know? is this there's is nobody the, expects the hot girl to actually put in work. This is the like, icing. It's like if you're really talking about the like who who's putting in the work and bringing the people in, you need to talk to like Hickman over at Avengers and friggin' maybe maybe Bendis over at the X-Men titles but even Nobody's then putting a stack of papers on a hot girl's desk expecting them to get filled filled out <laughs> then why you are you know disappointed that's happen. but you still want that hot girl in that desk every once in a while yeah this I, metaphor works don't try to make anyway. this metaphor anyway <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying if you know hot chick logic and how that the syndrome like why are you so surprised and why are you so disappointed 
I'm not surprised. It's nature just, of the beast, I, but I am man. Disappointed. I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed. I am disappointed. I'm always disappointed when a hot girl disappoints me. Yeah. I just move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got two Hawkeyes. We got two Hawkeyes, and you then we have the Hawkeye in Marvel. Yeah. We have the Hawkeye in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, I was thinking, when Jeremy Renner's contract with Marvel runs out, do you think they will replace the Hawkeye with the other one? They can't. Do you realize who the other Hawkeye is? Do you know? They could just, you know, bring in the other Hawkeye in, in it. Do you know who the other Hawkeye is, Tiger Claw? You were, they were just talking about the other Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could, but I don't think they will. I think they'll just go without Hawkeye for a little bit. First of all, Jerry Rimmer is not uh, give, giving up that contract. He's going to be in every Avengers yeah. movie he can for a long time. Dude, it actually depends on where they go with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, yeah, like with uh, the Infinity War storyline that's going to come out in a couple of years, there's no telling if those actors are still going to be around. Well, yeah, that's not what uh, I'm talking about. But... already given up hers. <laughs> Why even try? You, you have a Hawkeye and a, and a Vision on an Avengers team, and I think it's legit. It doesn't matter who else is around it. Those two guys will do it. Well, Jennifer Lawrence and Jennifer Jeremy Renner, they have two different. Well, yeah, different yeah. Passages. But I'm saying yeah. Jennifer Lawrence is making enough money she doesn't have to stick with this, even though she's got a character locked down. So. Isn't, isn't X-Men Apocalypse supposed to be the last X-Men movie? <laughs> because unless it makes, unless it makes you some to, money. Yeah, uh, yeah, true. But it's supposed to, like, they're supposed to make some... X-Men movies that is supposed to uh, you know show what happened to the alternate timeline because now that we saw what happened <laughs> at the end of Days of Future Past, they had to make a bunch of movies that leads to, to that alternate ending Trask every is a tall man Donatello is still dead <laughs> uh, nope Zeno Yo. why don't you give us some final thoughts buddy uh yeah, we we need some new black heroes that are unlike the ones Mayor Young wants to support. You know, Miss Streetwalker and all that. <laughs> Look, I'm mad that Miss Streetwalker sounds like a good name. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Zeno. Appreciate you, buddy. Right. Later, man. Tiger Claw, give me some final thoughts, bud. Uh, check out issue 41 of IDW's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Donatello lives. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. We... We appreciate you, Tiger Claw. Thank you for calling in. Uh, All right. Talk to you uh -huh. later. Derek H., final thoughts? I swear I thought he was going to say check out issue 41 of uh, of Batgirl. I, I, I cannot. I would have went crazy if he had come down on one side of that. <laughs> Donatello is dead. Uh, watch The Flash. It is now the best, uh, the best comic book show on TV. Uh, the arrow is too dark. And uh, if you want to have some fun, watch The Flash. There it is. Jay, final thoughts? Um, I'm currently reading Sphere by Crichton, Michael Crichton, and it's uh, pretty good. I love that book. 
It's what the movie. The movie, like, comes close, but the book is still top notch. What happened to Queen Latifah in that movie? I still don't understand. Isn't she? Didn't she get eaten by jellyfish? Yeah, I think so. And then she got up. Well, she didn't get upset, but she basically said that's the last time she's gonna play a character that dies. Why? She didn't like it. Oh. So. Okay. That's the last big movie she was in. (laughs) (laughs) Mose Magnum. Final thoughts. Queen Latifah just came and went. Uh, Check out Dan Slott's Silver Surfer series. Oh, damn it. It's really good. Unfortunately, we didn't have time to talk about it. The end. The end. Uh, for the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. We really do. Let us know what you think of the show. We'd like to hear from you. We want to hear what you like and what you don't like and what you want more of and what you like less of. And uh, we'll be back next week doing all types of comic bookish type things. All types of friggin' com- comic book tomfoolery. Uh, you just reminded me of this comic I'm reading that's awesome. <laughs> Until next week. <laughs> We're out. That's what they call their powers. Peace. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsonebay.com.